Justin Baptiste. This week's special guest is Bleach. We got a lot to get into this week, fellas. So, Lyndon, whenever you're ready, brother, take it away. Oh, and everyone have a great weekend and be safe. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lyndon Burden, a.k.a. Youngboy DeWitts, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beard <laughs> in the motherfucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 149. My name is Lyndon Burden, and I'm joined by my co-host as always, Mr. Doom. Brooklyn will be back next week, but Doom, how you doing today, my brother? I'm good, man. Can't complain, bro. Yeah, I, f- I feel better than I felt these past couple of weeks. Because I can't lie, last week, or between last week and the week before last, when shit was really hitting the fan and everything was going crazy, I was, we talked about this off here. I was depressed, man. I was sad. My girlfriend knew it. I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to seem like I was weak. And it was just like a lot of inside sadness. And it was, and, and it, it really made me look at my phone a lot. And it was just like, I'm glad that this week, and don't get it twisted when I say this, the fight is still going. We're still fighting. I'm still 100% behind the movement. I know you are, but it feels, I don't want to say better, but it feels like I could breathe this week. Whereas last week it felt like I couldn't breathe. Yeah. It was, it was definitely overwhelming. You know It what was, I mean? man. I, it was I, a lot. Like it was one of those things where you didn't want to look at it, but it was hard you to look away. To. Yeah. You know? you, like you didn't want to see any of it, but you had to look in because if you didn't, it's like you're denying what's going on, and it's like you got You got to look at, yeah. at at the situation. And I I'm I'm 100% committed to the fight, and I we still got a lot to go. And speaking of that, we need to arrest the cops for Brianna Taylor. Give Brianna Taylor her justice. Arrest the cops who who killed Brianna Taylor. Uh, her like the the judge already dismissed the, uh, dismissed the charges for the boyfriend. If you're gonna dismiss yeah. the charges for the boyfriend who shot back, arrest the cops because the boyfriend obviously didn't do anything wrong. We have a woman who's died and no one wants to say anything about it. Arrest those cops. Like yeah. you can't just and I know and people are saying, oh well, they made a mistake. That's no fucking mistake. You can't just bust into someone's house and shoot the wrong like what? And then even then, even if you had a warrant. You can't bust in a house and shoot the person you have the warrant for. You have to bring them to jail. Like, what do we like? Right. They're wrong no matter what. That's that's my thing. Is what the fuck is taking so long? You know what I mean? And that everything that you just said is a hundred percent correct. But once I found out that they were they were raiding the house looking for somebody who was detained earlier that day, like, and they you, just I didn't, I didn't even ball. know that part. Like, like the, the nigga they was looking for was already arrested. You know what I mean? Nigga was in the cell already. And they did all that shit because they just had no idea what the fuck they were doing. And then you know comes I mean? to find out that the officer who did that had raped another woman, had planted drugs on black people in the past. Like, this dude's a fuck. Like, why does he still have a job? Like, what dirt does he have on Louisville? That, that's my thing. And I think the biggest thing with the whole police reform is we got to do something to get competent people in there. You know what I mean? Like, cause- Oh, let's talk about this. Cause that's a brilliant point, which you discussing, because I feel there's this campaign going around right now to abolish the police. And I don't know how I feel about that because who do you call if your house gets robbed? Who do you call if 
these things happen. You call the police, and if you don't have that, crime will go up. And I know people are like, well, you call them, and they don't solve anything anyway. And that may be true, but I'd rather have them than not. And the situation is, I'm with you. We need reform. I don't think we need to abolish and get rid of them. We need to change the system. And to me, we got to get them more training. Like, like if you look at Finland, Germany, uh, Sweden, some of these places, they have to train for three years to become a cop. And they've only, like, Finland, I believe, has only had four police killings. Like, four police killings where I think it was just, I don't even think it was unjustified. And that's because they train for three years and have to have a college degree. In America, to say we're, we're, we have so much crime and to say we're one of these countries that hold education to a standard, hold being the best of the best, we're not the best of the best because all a cop has to have is a high school diploma and twin, like a hundred something hours. And that's not, that's bullshit. Yeah, big time. And like a lot of people, I know that the, the race portion of it is what's at the forefront right now, but I don't even think that a lot of the times that's the main issue. You know what I mean? Because when you look deeper into it, um, God, the dude name escapes me right now, but it was one of the, one of the, a famous case, kind of like George Floyd's situation. Uh, it was a white guy in a hotel and the guy was drunk. He had been partying and I'm not sure why they, the, cops were called is that the one where his hands were up on the ground in the hotel because i I, is there a video for what you're talking about yeah i've seen that okay and bro that one is bad it crushed me bro like and this this is a white guy it's not you know a white cop killing an unarmed black man this dude was white and that should show where we stand like we just want justice right and it's crazy because like the dude they he get the, the cops get called up to his room. I believe it was like a noise complaint or some shit. He's in there with his girl. He's having a good time. He's partying. I'm not sure what city it was, but he was turning up, bro. And mm-hmm. I, I put myself in his shoes. I've been in that situation a bunch of times where I'm out. He's staying in a hotel. We've been clubbing and shit. And we might go back to the room, drink a little more, got the music going. What if somebody called the cops for a noise complaint on me? Dude gets in the hall. The cops tell him to get down on the ground. They're yelling like a million different freaking, um, you know, they just yelling shit yeah, at him. Put just... your hands up. Get down on the ground. Put your palms where I can see them. Flip your legs. Put, flip your right leg over your left leg and all this crazy shit. He's basically playing Simon, Simon Says yeah. with his fucking life. And the dude, they, they told him to do some weird shit with his legs. And he goes to do it. But in doing it, he goes to pull his pants back on his waist and the cop just unload on him, That's... bro. And you can tell he was itching to do it because the first thing he said is follow my instructions or you will die. Yeah, no, And see... I'm just like, bro, we can't be putting people in positions of power like that that have those type of anger issues and, and, and no exactly. training. Those type of mental issues, honestly, yeah. with no type of like you said, training, no type of morals, no type of nothing. You know what I mean? We got to do something better to fix that problem. No facts. This also, another... Plus the race part of it. But I think it's just cops in general are able to be in a situation that they're in without proper screening. And without... With, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, quantitative... Uh, qualitative immunity has to go... Like, that's what we need to be fighting for right now. That's some of the police reform. Quality of immunity to where it's not 
just because they're in the in the pursuit or in police work that they can just kill someone and get away with it. No, they need to have a board that's outside of uh, the the police department. It can't be internal affairs because it's not like law and order where internal affairs actually bust crooked cops. It's where internal affairs are involved with the crooked cops and they let shit go because they protect their own. It needs to be a bureau outside of, uh, and every city needs one that has police, needs to be outside the police that's specifically there to keep the police in check. You take the qualitative immunity out to where they can go to jail. Another thing, Bro, it's okay if in certain states, if a cop rapes a woman because they have this this thing where they have justifiable search, that needs to be abolished. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, this is my problem with a lot of stuff going on in the world. It's people don't want to acknowledge we are wrong. It's an ego thing. It's like, you, you, it's stop looking for all these other reasons. Looting, the flag, uh, George Floyd's criminal pat, like, fuck all of that. There are issues at the table. So you're telling me a cop can be okay to rape a woman? That should be illegal everywhere. You're telling me cops can shoot people without having to go to court and and out having to get checked for it because of qualitative immunity? Those are things we need to fix. We need to have checks and we have checks and balances for the judicial system. We have checks and balances for the president. We have checks and balances for the Congress. We need checks and balances for every institution in this country so things can move Fast move smoothly, and like you said, if I believe 100%, if the things you, that you said and I said happen, I'm not gonna say the race thing is taken care of, but we're we're at a higher percentage than we are, and it, it should yeah. be easier to take care of if those these things happen. If there's a review board, if there's these these laws are taken away, if they have to go to three years of police college, like. These are things, these are real ideas for reform. Whereas I think if you're just saying abolish the police, I don't think that's, that's possible. Yeah, that, that's nonsense. Like when I see people talking about like, we got to just get rid of the police altogether. Yeah, that shit sound good, but I can be realistic with myself. Same. And I know that there's people of all races that are just bad people. The moment you do that, you got niggas rushing in your crib every night. That's trying what to rob everything bro, you they, got, trying killing niggas, doing crazy shit. Like, we can't act like every person on the planet is just this great person. And, and we can't act like just, just because you know there's I mean? cops, there's... Like, I saw someone say, well, if you take away the cops, there's no criminals. What are you talking about, you fucking idiot? There's more criminals because they, they feel no... They feel no... no, no uh fear there's no fear there they, there's no one to check right. them and people are like well the community can check them bro the community will not check them and we'll have old ladies dying like what are we talking yeah. about yeah Th- that just create the same problem that's happening within the police force amongst regular civilians the same way they have no accountability with anything that they do what you think gonna happen if regular workers have no accountability? It's gonna be like the wild, wild west, and people you know are gonna I mean? hire private institutions to protect them, and then these private institutions are gonna just start killing people. It's it's gonna be worse, man. I'm yeah. telling you, you do not want to just get rid of the police. There needs yeah. to be checks and balances. There needs to be legit reform. These police, I love the idea of more training, get, taking them to a police college, us having a review board that's outside of the police department to, to check when these cops are wrong and to, and to do justifiable checks. I also think 
cops need to get rid of this whole quota idea where they have to hit numbers to uh to keep the police system going and flowing. It shouldn't be about number of arrests, number of tickets given. No, it should be simply protect and serve. It should not have anything to do with quotas or numbers or like yeah. I don't get why that's even a thing in the system that a certain cop has to hit a certain amount of numbers. Like that's just well, asking for uh, more violence and more problems. Yeah, and that's that's exactly why we're at where we're at because people don't realize that the police force and just the prison system in general is a business. Yeah. They're not making money with empty cells. The objective is to get as many niggas in there as you can. And that's another thing. We got to make pri prisons not private institutions. Yeah, we can't we can't have some rich fuck profiting off of people being incarcerated. Yep. Cuz no. that's where you open the door for this bullshit. To me, no. those, these are the things we need to be talking about instead of abolish the police. Like, I, I don't understand how these conversations aren't happening right now. Like, and this goes back to something we talked about off air, the education problem in our community, in our country, because people are half educated due to social media and the internet. And they think, oh, this, say this, and this will change everything. No, you're just throwing a, a, a Band-Aid on another Band-Aid and, or actually you're putting a, You've seen those you, those TikToks or those videos where they have balloons on top of balloons, and when you cut one, they all start to, like, unwrap. You're just putting yeah. another balloon, and everything's so tight, it's going to just burst. Just getting yeah. rid of it doesn't solve the problem. We have private institutions. We have – if you don't believe that the, the uh, these people who own these prisons will have hired hitmen and bounty hunters to take care of this, it's going to be worse, man. And there's – we need to take down private institutions, private prisons – these laws like qualitative immunity, the laws about rape and police, uh, we need to add review boards and training. And I believe if those things get added, we see a difference in the community. Yeah. The problem so, is getting that kind of change. Just and, because everybody that's in power to make those changes benefit from the system being the way that it is. And that's you know why I mean? we need to elect these people out. And that's why we need to have voting voting right and i see a lot of people saying well what if the system of voting is racist what is it i can't accept the idea of of them saying voting doesn't work for black people until i see black people vote yeah if if black people vote and then it's still like this then i'll say i was wrong and the system's flawed and we need to fix it but black people don't vote like we're, we're not we're still yet to be honest with ourselves we have still yet to just look at ourselves and say what the truth is. We're still just saying all of these excuses and, and there's no point. We need to put all our cards on the table, white people, black people, everybody, and just be honest with ourselves. We're not being honest. Yeah. And, and another thing that I'm seeing, bro, like I feel like a lot of people on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and shit, they real active. You know what I mean? If but they don't, they're not active the in them streets. Exactly. They, you look at the socials and they they all about the cause. And then when it's time to actually go out there and just, because to me, you take half a day of your time to go make sure that your vote gets through. Bro, it's not even half a day. It's like, it's a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But let's just say that it's, you know, during your work day or whatever. Yeah. Like they, they gotta, they gotta give you that time to go do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like the effort is minimal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, 100%. A huge change. And some people still aren't willing to do that. You know what I mean? Like, 
And I'm talking about people that I actually know personally. No, I know. They still have that attitude where it's like, ah, fuck it. My my vote not going to make a, a difference. You know what I mean? Like, like, that's the problem. That and is it's just the like, problem. do you realize that if we all have that mentality, we don't even give ourselves the opportunity to see what could happen and if that- we tried. And that's my thing. Like, you can argue all day that the system is flawed, that voting doesn't work. But until we actually all try as a community, then we don't know. And then even 2 chains, 2 chains posted something about felons being able to vote. And I didn't even know this. They have to do a certain amount of shit to get their right back. And apparently if they do it, they can. I don't know how true that is. I saw 2 chains post this on, on IG. Hold on, let me pull this up. Because I was shocked. Like, I didn't... I didn't know that that was actually a thing. Like, I he might have deleted the post because it might not have been true. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I see it anymore. But I, I guess it wasn't true. But it was a couple of days ago. This shit is, I, I believe it too. I guess it wasn't true because I don't see the post that no more. But because I thought felons couldn't vote, and I was like shocked when I saw him say some say that shit. Like, it's possible. Oh wait, no, yeah, he says felons can vote once they fulfill their obligations. I don't know what that means, but if that's true, then that just shows to me that these people aren't trying. Yeah. And and like you said, just being lazy. And that that's the majority of our people. I'll be I'll be honest. There's, and that's and that's what we gotta be honest, because we are, yeah. we are lazy and we don't there's, there's lots of people that want to, that have like the right intention and just don't, you know what I mean? They don't actually do it. I'm thinking about what we could do to affect the community. And I, I, I'm going to say it on the pod because I know some people will be like, oh, you should, you should talk about this off air. But no, like this is something I want to talk with the community and let people know where we're coming. I'm thinking about doing here uh, kind of like an Uber service to bring people to the polls that day, but do it for free, just off a of general principle. And just like, but I'm trying to see how I can set that up of, of taking people who need to go to the polls to the polls. So that's kind of what oh, I'm, I'm, I've been, I'm working on right now for bros who think to to actually contribute and help of that would be dope. getting my mom's van in like just all day just driving different people in new iberia and lafayette to the polls so i think that's what we're gonna do if anybody out there knows how i can accomplish this and can help me accomplish this please let me know because i really want to help with this i don't want it just to be words i know we're using our platform to speak but i also want to help with that and with the platform i must say we are also gonna I'm, I'm, we're not going to do this every week, but leading up to the election, I'm going to bring in uh, speakers. I'm going to bring in people to explain things, but we're, me, Doom, Brooklyn, we're going to do our research and we're going to talk about what candidates believe in. Like, we're going to break down things that they do for the people, how this affects you. And we're going to start really diving in this because I think the more we educate our listeners, the more we educate ourselves, the more we know and the more we know who we should vote for. And I'm not telling you what to vote for or, or the listener out there who you should vote for. I'm just putting the facts out there. And then once you know the facts, you can determine what's best for you and your family because voting is a personal thing. But I think we need to use our platform at least to educate a little bit. That would be dope. I'm down for that. No, so that's something that we're definitely doing in the future to work on. Today we have a very special guest. The artist Bleach is coming on, Trevor Moe. He's going to be talking about his new project. and his fusion of rock and hip hop and all that good stuff. That'll be on the show in a little bit, but doom, since we're on this topic, let's talk about 
people using what's going on for themselves instead of the cause. I've seen on the Democrat side, the Republican side, big corporations, small corporations, people, everybody from Candace Owens to all those senators doing the Wakanda pose with the shawls to I've seen Me Too movement, people being like, well, we can't forget about the women. We got to, we got to like, we got to do this now, this, this, this. We're not worrying about Breonna Taylor. That's another reason why women aren't loved. And it's like, everybody's using this for their personal agendas instead of saying with the matter that we're trying to deal with. I understand we need to fight for, because Billy Porter released something about trans rights. I understand that. I understand we need to fight for women's rights. But we talked about this last week in part two. We didn't talk about this in part one, but I think you have to deal with one topic at hand. Like, America has shown we can't deal with one of, we can't deal with one of these problems. So why do you think we can multitask? We all have to get on one page about dealing with this. And then I promise you, I can't speak for everybody, but I can speak for myself in this network. If we take care of this and they say, all right, now we're fighting for LGBTQ, I will be fighting with you. Or we're fighting for women, I will be fighting with you and my company will be fighting with you. But it's, we have to deal with one thing at a time because this is a huge mountain to deal with. Right. We, we already said like six different things that are tied in with this police brutality shit and each different thing is a mountain in itself. Right. That, yeah, and that, that's a big part to it. And I think that actually slows down the progress. And I hate to get all conspiracy with it, but I think that's done purposely. Mm. Like I think those, those different, you know, organizations and groups... Are, yeah, they that's thrown in there purposely to kind of to distract, distract from the people. message. Yes, exactly. Exactly. like why, uh, Candace Owens? Why are you talking about George Floyd's background? You're saying, oh, black people shouldn't make him a hero. Nobody's making him a hero. Yes, that man has had a checkered past. Yes, he he did some things that aren't right. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that police are killing unarmed black men. Are you okay with that? And she won't answer that. There's people that are using this. Oh, George Floyd, this and this, come buy my shirt. George Floyd, this and this, come buy this, come do this. And it's like, no, y'all, we're missing the entire boat. It should be focused on not getting police to kill black men unarmed in the streets, as well as just white men, Asian men, police brutality in general. That's the problem that we're dealing with. And everybody else is trying to deter from the message whether it's the flag and the president trying to make the NFL look crazy, or if it's Candace Owens, or if it's these Democrats using this for re-election, all of it is wrong. Yeah, and it's crazy because that works on both sides. You know? Oh yeah, I mean? it's, it's Democrat the, and Republican. And I'm saying it's even it's even white black. Yeah, exactly. The same way that I see, you know, white people. You know the the typical comebacks they always have to this bullshit. I see a lot of black folks, like you said, using it to sell I Can't Breathe merch. And they got Corona mask with I Can't Breathe on it, trying to sell that. And like saying they giving donations when they know damn well they did. Giving a third of the percent. Y'all not doing that shit. Unless you're giving 100% of whatever you make from it, it's not the time for that. You know what I mean? It's, It's not the time, bro. Like, and I, I, I think that shit is almost just as disgusting as the white person that says, but but all lives matter. Oh no, yeah, it but is. What about what about all the white people that were killed by cops? 
what about all the black people that killed black people? You know what I mean? Like, fuck that. We we understand that there's other problems as well. You know what I mean? Like, but we this is the never, one we're trying to handle right now. Exactly. This is the one that's at hand. This is the one that has went a little too far. Where now we we're at a point where enough is enough. We need to address this. So why no. can't we just address it? Then you can get back to you, whatever you, know, you your, doing, selling whatever you sell, issues, selling your merch and all this other bullshit. You can get back to that. Let's just address this one. Yep. You know what I mean? And honestly, Doom, that's why I gotta say, I said I, I, I talk about this in, in Bros Who Ball with Schubert in them, but I want to get your opinion. That's why I'm less upset with Drew Brees today than I was a week ago. I'm not the first apology. That's the cover-up because I felt heat. The second apology felt a little more genuine, but I need to see action. You know what really impressed me was him responding to Donald Trump because he didn't have to do that. But the fact is Donald Trump thought that he could get you to be on his side and talk with him and to deter from the message. But the fact that Drew Brees went against Donald Trump and said, it's not about the flag. This is what we're fighting for. All white people need to be paying attention to this with the rest of the world. To me, that's huge. And I'm, I understand that I need to see action from Breeze before things are okay to show that he's learned. But the fact that he did that shows to me that he's taking the steps in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. And like, I, me personally, I'm still not all the way. No, I me neither. I'm not. I wish you know I'm with you on that. Because I'm, I'm still, I, I stand very strong on when you see an innocent person, regardless if they white, black, brown, whatever, you see somebody's life being taken away by another human being. Your first thought should not be about your grandfathers and what yep. the flag means to you. Like, wrong is wrong, bro. You know what I mean? No, like, I'm with there's, you. there's what's right and there's what's wrong. And that was wrong. You know what I mean? And it's clear wrong. Like, there should be no rebuttal to it. And I think anything outside of somebody stepping up to say, yo, this is wrong. It's taken away from the cause. And that, to me, especially with where we're at with this issue right now, it's almost unforgivable. You know what I mean? Like, and I kind of don't hold it too personal. Like, I see some people, you know, burning his jersey, saying yeah, no, that's that's a man that are saints and shit no more. Like, I don't know if I'm going that far with it. But, but let me let me ask you this. Because we both are in agreements that we need everybody because this is a human rights issue. Do we, de- I'm, I'm, I'm asking you this as a question. Do we deter people who are ignorant, but if they show willingness to learn, educate themselves to make a change, do we not accept them when they're, they admit they were wrong and they're going to make a change? Or do yeah, we I have mean, to wait until we see the change happen? No, I, I definitely think that us accepting the other side, even attempting to learn about what's going on, we need to we need to accept that. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no opportunity for change. If it's just a constant battle, then what the fuck are we fighting for? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like we have to allow the other side to try to come around to what we're trying to say. Like I definitely, I, I definitely think that. That's why I'm not like, you know, fuck Drew Brees. I'm burning his jersey. I'm not a Saints fan. If he on a team, like I'm not there with it. I'm more so like I see where your values lie. I see what's important to you as a man. You know what I mean? And just because it's not the same as mine, 
doesn't make him a terrible person. Like, I, I still think he's a good person. You know what I mean? I just think that he was extremely insensitive to a topic that had, like, it wasn't even debatable on, to me. What? No, we I agree with that. that. I agree with that like, 100%. I, My thing is just we got to, because I was very, I was very angry, and I'm, I'm still angry at him, but I, I'm, I'm beginning to forgive because we got to accept people who could see if he didn't admit he was wrong. And, and I know even I said this last week, he admitted it because he caught heat. But to me, the Trump thing shows me that he's not worried about his image and his brand at that point, because that's, if you were, you wouldn't argue with Trump. You just leave it alone. You just let right. it be and say, you already said your apology. But to me, that shows you're making the steps to the right point. And then, you're going to do stuff inside the community to help black people. I know Drew will. He's going to do things to help. So it's like, I got to maybe not forget because you don't forget, but I forgive. I, I'm starting to forgive to see you make the change and accept you. But I'm not going to forget. Like you said, I know where your values lie and I'm not going to forget that in the back of your head, but I can at least begin to believe that you're becoming a better person because of this, because of your ignorance and you're becoming to learn. Right. And that, yeah, that's, that's honestly what I think the rioting and everything else was about. Like it, it, I feel like that was our way of saying like, Hey, this is important. Like yeah. we know that you don't see it. Cause honestly, I think that that's all it was with Drew Brees. He was just coming from a place like he lives in a world where in his bubble, those type of issues don't exist for him. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. most white people in America. Like, there are, you know, white people, I feel, especially white people that live in poverty and live in some of these same communities as, you know, lower-income African-Americans. Like, they feel some of the same struggle, but outside of that community of people, there's people that are ignorant that these issues even exist. exist yeah. Even when it's on video. You know what I mean? Like, they think that this is just some one-in-a-lifetime event. That but that's because, you know, of, that's because of media like Candace Owens, Tommy Loren, CNN, Fox News, by promoting, oh, Kaepernick's kneeling, the president's upset because he's kneeling and the president thinks he's protesting the flag instead of saying what he's actually protesting for. It's because of those distractions and those deterrences instead of just being honest and saying what's happening. I think CNN and Fox should be embarrassed and should be ashamed of themselves that they're not showing the footage of cops looting, of they're not showing the footage of cops beating people, of they're not showing the footage of cops tear gassing. That's deterring the, the public from seeing what's actually happening. But that may be because they're invested in police invested in the business of private prisons that could be a thing bro it's and the crazy thing is is that if you really care enough to go and look you see how all these things are tied together and it doesn't even take that much research not a lot you can, you can see that the people who own fox news cnn all this shit it's, it's only four or five groups of people that run the entire media. I'm talking about from movies to the yep. news, radio, all this shit. It's only a small group of people that run this shit. You know what I mean? So it's like they, they're purposely hand-selecting what they put on the news. 
You know what I mean? So that's no. that's why like I don't watch Fox News or CNN. I don't even watch local news. You know what I mean? No, me neither. I get I all get my news my from news the internet. From, exactly. If it's not on the Twitter timeline from somebody that's at the freaking protest, like I'm skeptical of it. And I'm more you know con- I'm more inclined to check out of country news because they're a little more honest with it. Yeah. Like BBC and 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 and, and that type of stuff. Because yeah. they're more they're more honest with it. And it's like I, I'll never forget this. It was some documentary I was watching, but they were talking about the evolution of media and how CNN and Fox started off as legit news aggregators and it was just 24-7 news and it wasn't about ratings. But the moment, and it didn't have ads, but the moment they brought in ads and it became about ratings and dollars to keep that ad revenue and with the things like the OJ trial and sensationalized news and making things to get people to watch, that's when the news lost some of, it had a chink in its armor because when you put money behind it, you can be controlled by the dollar. It's not about the pure ideal of letting the people know what's going on in the world and about the idea of true journalism. No, it's about maintaining these ratings so we can keep this ad dollars coming in so we can continue to pay all our employees, pay ourselves and maintain the, the lifestyles that we have. It's not, it went from being about news to being about the dollar. Yeah. And, and that's exactly why I've seen this guy he was kind of, you know, going on a little rant on Twitter. He was talking about how if you really pay attention to it, about every two to three months, there will be some life-altering news event that happens. And then as time goes on, you'll see that that life-altering news event wasn't actually life-altering at all. It's just literally there to keep you glued to the TV. Sensationalized. So they can push, like you said, ads. They can push, they can get their money. Like the more viewers they can get tuning in. The more ad dollars they can from get. Fear or messing with your emotions or whatever it is. Like they're going to tell you whatever they got to tell you to get it done. Exactly. You know I mean? and Which is if, nuts. If everybody's watching the news because of this, of these riots and stuff, you don't think Budweiser's like, oh, I got to get an ad because everybody watching. You don't exactly. think Bud Light's like, are exactly. these movie... Co- like, that's the bullshit of it. That's some of the problems. And that's something we have to fix. And that goes back into people using what's going on for themselves. Like, it's, it's not about the message. It's about pushing your personal agenda. And that's disgusting. That's nasty. And that's vile. And that's, to me, that's true evil because you're a manipulator. Yeah, that's facts. I'm still wondering what's going on with the corona shit. Well, I saw some reports come out. Louisiana's death tolls have, like, increased. More cases are coming out. Like, it's getting bad, apparently. Yeah, I've seen... Uh... And I saw some a doctor tweet. He was like, be prepared for Trump when the numbers come out at the end of June to say, well, if the riots didn't happen, then uh, these outbreaks wouldn't be like that. But he was like, don't be fooled. If Trump didn't open America when he did and actually locked us down, the numbers would be different. It's his fault. Let's not forget this because he's going to try to put the blame on the left and the Black Lives Matter and all that. No, the fault is if it explodes, it's because you opened the country too soon because Republicans rioted and and white people rioted because they wanted their jobs back and they wanted the country to be open and they didn't want government to tell them it should be shut down. It is y'all's fault. If yeah. things increase and get worse. And, and that still blows my mind that there was no backlash to those protesters. 
They they were protesting a fucking virus, bro. <laughs> and spitting like on shit. people, touching, yeah, doing bro. the most, yeah. Some shit that nobody can control. You know what I mean? Like it's it's still up in the air whether this virus is as crazy as they make it out to be. But let's say that it is, bro. You're protesting something that it, it's not like the the White House can just say, okay, Corona. Oh, take a time out. We got to yeah. give people their job back. You know what I mean? Like, what are you even protesting? You know what I'm saying? But we protest lives being taken and we the, it's a the issue. bad guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that shit is crazy to me, bro. No, I'm with that you on that 100%. Uh, all right, anything else serious you want to touch on about this? Because I'm ready to get in Todd jokes. It's time to have some fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm we, good. We've been serious for, for a week and a half and we will continue to keep some serious stuff on this pod because, like I said, going forward, we will educate people. We will use our platform for the right way, but it's time to get some jokes off. Last week, there were some things we didn't talk about because of the situations. Bruh, why Madonna's son out here looking crazy, bro? That man, Mama Sam, Mama Sam, Mama Kusa. Yeah, he, Dancing he's to stop racism, bro. <laughs> tripping. A lot of people been tripping about that, man. I seen my boy David Guetta making a fool out of himself. A lot of people, man. King Batch looking like a Chipotle bag, writing everybody on name on his thing. <laughs> yeah, bro. Just foolery. Foolery for some views and likes, man. That's crazy. And that's people using it, using like, I, and, I, and look, Batch might not be doing that, Batch. I think Batch was trying to be serious, but it just didn't work, bro. Like Batch said, hold yeah. on, I got to give you one of his bars. One of them was hilarious. Quick to do the whoa dance, whoa and dance savage on TikTok, but I've been looking at your post. You you've been silent. Kick rocks. <laughs> yeah, bro, this nigga's tripping. <laughs> he got a point. He got a point. No, he got a it. point. In my comments talking about all lives matter, that's because whenever you hear the word shoot, it'll always be followed by a ladder. <laughs> oh my god, bro! What the fuck? <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, shit, that is nigga, bad. <laughs> this that nigga was bad, clowning, bro. bro. He said <laughs> COVID-19 is what we were told to fear. 19 years a Minnesota cop called the career. <laughs> oh my god, man. That's tough. <laughs> I I see the I see the intent, but that shit Oh man, that's bad. Trash. Leave it to someone else. Someone else needs to do it. And that someone is not LL Cool J because LL Cool J was doing the same shit he was doing. Sounded yeah. crazy. <laughs> that nigga was getting passionate though. <laughs> that's because I, he 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 got a lot of shit when people he was talking about them biracial kids. So he said I had to come correct with showing niggas where I stand. Yeah, bro. That nigga he was getting in his bag. <laughs> my dad sent me that was like this is real bars i was like bro you live go back to the 80s <laughs> that shit is trash <laughs> and no cap bro for for the type of bag like because i do feel that that shit ll was spitting there's a, a audience for that yeah he yeah. was in his bag he was in his bag it just you know for, for me and like, you that, was... that ain't yeah. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't about to jam it, but he was in his bag. That nigga was getting to it. We're too advanced to be, I went to the store to get me some more. Rhyming yeah. for the niggas to get my time. <laughs> nigga, get off That's of that, bro. We too, we too far gone for that shit. Oh, man, something else I want to laugh about. Uh, LA, oh, no, not LL Cool J. Bro, how do you feel? Because we didn't talk about this. And now that now we can get your thoughts on everything. How do you feel about Akon going to 
6 9 to give him the Locked Up remix. How do you feel about Nicki Minaj doing a song with him? The, 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 his last song didn't get any radio play at all. DJs aren't playing it, but these artists aren't cons- like Akon's going to Nicki Minaj. How do you feel about that? I mean, I definitely wasn't surprised by Nicki. No, me talking the, the two biggest clout demons in the game. Yeah, doofs. You know Just... what I mean? <laughs> I was shocked by Akon. First off, Locked Up is a fucking classic. That's Good one of classic. those you nobody should ever touch. You know what I mean? Max. That that is one of those records. You know what I mean? Where it's like, if you get on that beat and you don't do it justice, which you really can't, like anything outside of the original, it's not gonna sound as good. You you fucking it up. You know what I mean? I just didn't see because I know Akon, he's been doing his little entrepreneur thing post his music career. And he doing really well and just in life in general. You know what I mean? So I yep. didn't I never looked at Akon as a nigga that, that you know was chasing after clout. Chasing after money, yeah. Chasing after some streams, you know what I mean? Like I'm just curious on what the fuck led to that. What led to them being in the studio together? And why did this nigga 6ix9ine have a rainbow lace front? 6ix9ine, <laughs> to all my One Piece fans out there, and I got to give credit to Chris's girlfriend because she was the first person I saw say this, and then all the little anime uh, meme people took her took that tweet, I guess, because Chris retweeted it and, like, made it into a meme. But if you know from One Piece, if you know of One Piece, there's this character called Buggy the Clown who legit had his hair in a ponytail and lace front like 6ix9ine, bro. 6ix9ine looked like a straight clown. <laughs> that's, that's fucking crazy, bro. Yo, locked up, though. What what and the bars was be. trash. Yeah, very trash. <laughs> and I'm a, you know me, I fuck with 6ix9ine, but that shit was ass. No, super ass, bro. Not at the gang, not that. It's not the same. Yeah. So, ooh, I don't know. Does Akon lose cred- cred- credibility for this? In my book, yeah. Yeah, me too. He let that nigga fuck up a classic, bro. And the thing is, he didn't want to let the remix guy Tory Lanez get it. Crazy. Tory said he wanted that yeah. for Chick Take 5. He said Akon said no. Damn. But he let 6ix9ine get on it. It, it got to be something, bro. He, Akon is trying to do something. He's trying to work his way back into relevancy. I don't know what he got coming, what he's trying to push, but he's trying to do something extremely rich he has a city in africa why does he need like i don't yeah. i don't i don't see the play unless he's just yeah. trying to help the kid out and genuinely feels bad for him but or unless he gonna give the goons his address because six nine akon was at six nine house i don't know what the purpose of this is yeah i don't know yeah fucking just just disgusting uh how do you feel about b simone's comments B. Simone talking about how she can't be with a a guy that works a nine to five because she up at 3 a.m. editing. She doing all this shit. I was just like, damn, B. Simone, I'm up at 3 a.m. doing all this editing and my girl don't be complaining. So like, like, so I mean, she work a nine to five. So I think it's just a little it's it's a trend, especially with women. And I don't want to put that on all women because I know all women not. like. It's more a woman like, but nah, we got to call a spade a spade. I don't see men saying that. I don't. Yeah. It's a woman thing. I don't. I don't like w- like when women try to shame niggas for what they, they do. do for a living. You know what I mean? Like I feel like if a nigga wake up in the morning and he get into it, regardless, I don't give a damn if he was a garbage, garbage man, man. Yeah. If he was, you know, a janitor, burgers, even he working. Like a nigga trying to move forward. Like 
if you don't want to be with him because you know financially you're not that's in the same cool. place, that's you. You know what I mean? That's but don't yeah, but don't shame him publicly. Yeah, but you you can't blanket statement nine to five niggas like they aren't people working nine to fives making six figures six plus figures a yeah. year. You know what I mean? Like what are you talking about, fam? Like and lawyers work sure nine to five, doctors not... work nine to five, yeah. CEOs work nine to five. Shit, and entrepreneurs I, work more than nine to five. Like, if you're on your own business, you work more than nine to five. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that niggas that work a nine to five not coming home yelling at their girl because she editing videos at three in the morning. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? <laughs> B. Simone just, her stock has just gone down, man. She just, she just keep putting her foot in her mouth and she just losing all the little credibility she didn't have. Because that's, I don't get that. Like, it's like, if you... To me, love and relationship is if if I'm an entrepreneur or my let's say or I'll say my girl's an entrepreneur. My girl has a dream. She working nine to five right now. When it's time for her to do her dream, I'm supporting her because she wants to have that entrepreneurship spirit. She supports me. That's how it should be. It shouldn't be just because oh he has a nine to five. That's all he wants to do for his life. Why don't you find out what that man's dream is and then help him accomplish his dream? That's real right. relationship. But see, women not trying to do that. They trying to get men to help them accomplish their dreams but they're not trying to help men accomplish their own dreams. right and that that's toxic to fem- he, femininity toxic yep when she said that shit it was the same reaction i had to drew Brees' statement i'm like all right that's cool you can you can believe what you want to believe but i know where you stand on yeah. shit. you know what i mean like you just want a nigga to fix your problems for you help you out financially without you having to do shit like that's all that means because I know for damn sure it ain't no nigga alive that'll see their girl out here trying to do shit, get money, and have a problem with it. Yeah. Regardless of what he do for a living. You could like be a secretary, a headdresser, a, a, as long as you get, like you said, you're making an effort to improve our lives as a relationship. It don't matter what you're doing. And, and look, if you, if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, that's cool too. Like, well... That's cool if that's your choice. In my household, we all we all get into the bag. And that's why yeah. I fuck with my girl, because she agree with me. We all get into the bag. But I don't have a problem if she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. But my thing is this. It's like, whatever your person is doing to, to further themselves in life, that's all that should matter. If you love them, at least. Yeah. That's, all right, that's like, a fact. It's just, it's just, just, it just I, sounded crazy. Yeah, that shit is nuts. I just, and I'm glad Nick Cannon was kind of like, what the fuck? What you what you talking about? You know what I mean? Like he kind of checked her a little bit, and I mean, obviously she doubled down on her statement. To me, it's not really a big deal. Like if that, for whatever weird ass reason, is just your preference, you don't like a nigga with a nine to five. Like <laughs> fuck it, that's you. Yeah, that's, that's you. You and whoever you dealing with. And you, if you single I, for a long time, you know why? Because exactly. you got all these walls up. Exactly. And I actually tweeted before we started recording. I was like, yo, I can't wait until the phase when everybody gets so offended for every fucking thing goes away. Because, yeah. like, people have been tweeting for the past couple of days about this, her comments. I'm just like, yo, unless you a nigga that's, like, actively in her DMs trying to get with her, or you courting her in some kind of way, why do you even give a fuck? Like, let her live that sad-ass life. Is she gonna I think judge men, niggas for what they do? You know what I mean? I think men cared not because it was her. I think men cared because women listened to her. That's yeah. why I think certain men cared. Yeah. But, I mean, 
that kind of go into like if you just roll with whatever some famous Celebrity person essay. says to you know shape your opinion on shit then you ain't really had no business being with that chick anyway yeah that's you not that's I mean? not somebody like, i'm trying to be no 100 150 uh, be simone who the fuck is that like yeah. what the fuck does she do with her little three lines in her eyebrow looking fucking nuts <laughs> Yeah, bro, that's crazy, man. Looking crazy. But no, you absolutely right. Like, who, uh, be someone cool. You're on YouTube. Like, what is that? Like, what is that? To a, a lawyer and a doctor's like, oh, they could yeah. do the same thing to you. Like, yeah, we're making six, seven figures. What you doing? Just this YouTube yeah. shit. Get off of right. YouTube, bro. Go get a job. <laughs> that's right. what it's, and, and, and if they told her that, she would be offended, played. They'd be trying to cancel the doc. Oh, look at toxic man, toxic man. But that's what mm-hmm. she said. That's the yep. same thing. Women, y'all got to call each other out. That's all I'm saying. Got to do a better job. Uh, speaking of calling people out, I'm so excited. This is becoming a law, the Amy Cooper law. Didn't talk about it in the beginning because it's good news. Uh, in New York, Cuomo is looking to make a law to where if you call the cops on uh, any race and you're lying, uh, it's going to be considered a hate crime and it's going to be called the Amy Cooper law. I think that's dope. We need to get that around the country as well as if a woman or a man lies about rape. That needs to be a law as well. Yeah, for sure. Because they need to be in jail. I I think the rape one should have came first. I agree. It's it's been a lot of lives ruined. But I I think that's that's like actually a big step. That's part of that's good change. Especially when you we, we obviously seen it over the past week. Calling the cops on somebody that's black or just a minority period could be a death, a death sentence. sentence. Yeah. And you know we're I mean? seeing more white people do it more and more because they realize exactly that, that they believe that they're going to, the cops going to feel sorry for them and be like, Oh, look at this threatening black person. They're, they're in the wrong without even asking questions. And the fact that they're doing that shows that this needs to be a law around the country. Right. But the rape thing, for sure, because black men have lost, many of black men have lost their lives because women have falsely claimed rape, and yep. many men in general. So that needs to be a law soon enough. Speaking of crazy shit, the final topic we got today, bro, you heard about Prince Andrew? Nah, what he did. Apparently he involved in all this Pizzagate, Jeffrey Epstein, child molester thing, and the U.S. is trying to get him over here to come testify and talk. They're trying to get Hillary Clinton and Bill. You know they've been trying to get Trump. Bro, this is sick. Like, they need to take down all these child molesters and sex users and all this shit, having in their bios that they like a specific type of food, which describes the type of uh, prostitute and child they want to mess with. Like, bro, all that shit is nasty. Allegedly, the Clintons, Trump, Prince Andrew, Biden, uh, fucking uh, Kevin Spacey, uh, I even saw I saw Chris Tucker's name on a, on that list, and I didn't want to believe it. I hope Chris Tucker not doing that shit, cause man, that would just that would make me lose a lot of respect and stop fucking with Chris Tucker. At, like Jesus, but all those people need to, if this shit is real and true, which I which at this point I believe it is, all these people need to be under the jailhouse. I don't care how powerful they are. Someone in the FBI who's powerful needs to just be like, yo, we gotta stop this. Like, just because someone's powerful. You have to you have to do what's right because there's many of movie stars and politicians who aren't having sex with little kids to and, and aren't doing this shit that's that could be in the position these people are who are doing the right thing. Why do we keep letting powerful people do the wrong thing? Yeah. 
I was just surprised at how many people actually are involved. involved. You know what I mean? Like, because you would think that the type of people that would be in, into that type of shit it's would be weird. few and far yeah. between. But it's, but it's from like a lot of people, bro. A it's lot from of politics to movies to music. It's Republican, Democrat, white, black. It's just, it's gross, man. It's gross. It's gross. Yeah, bro. I don't know if you, uh, if you peeped out those documents that, uh, what's the, what's the group? Anonymous. That they dropped about Trump. Yeah, I, I read those. But it's freaking nuts that this dude, not only is still walking around free, but he's the president of the United mm. States. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that goes to show you like what money and power can do. And it's bad because we and got you, both of them. The two people running for president right now are alleged rapists and pedophiles. Yeah, well, come on, man. We we see that shit with uh Biden. That it's, nigga's fucking sick, bro. It's it's sad, bro. Like I, I it's like we gotta fight against this shit. It's like, are we just allowing this? Like if that was your child, you would not want that shit to be going down. I'm trying to find the yeah. list of names right now. A, it's it, even more crazy, bro. Like it was almost like a a mini social experiment, right? So there, there's a video. I'm sure you could search it up on YouTube. There's a video of like this meet and greet at the White House where they just allowed a bunch of different. I guess it was like people that were you know employed at the White House or somehow connected enough to get the opportunity to go in there and take pictures and all this bullshit and joe biden was the one that was like posing in the picture with the families and shit so picture there's like it'll be like some big judge or some shit he'll go up there with his wife and his kids and they just made like a compilation of the interactions between joe biden and the family and the shit that he was doing with the kids, bro. And this video is like an hour long. It's like Probably an hour of sick. this nigga just feeling on kids, bro. Like, he'll talk to the family. And then when they go to pose for the picture, you know, like, everybody's focusing on the camera and shit. He'll go and stand behind, like, the youngest child. And he's, like, smelling their hair, fucking feeling on their neck and down their back and shit. And it's like you'll see that some of the families peep game and they'll try to like pull the kid away from Joe Biden. Like they're like, what the fuck? Fuck yeah. But nobody ever says nothing. You know what I mean? Like it's none of the shots. Nobody says anything. And I'm like, that's crazy that that's what power does. Cause I know I don't give a fuck what the situation is. Yeah, I don't care who you are, what it is. If I seen a nigga doing that to my daughter, I'm flashing the fuck out. You know what I mean? Daughter, son, it don't. I'm yeah, bro. I, it's a child, like it's a that child, shit is bro. Crazy, bro. That like shit you is can't crazy. do that to a fucking child, bro. Like oh my god, like so. Prince Andrew, bring your nasty ass to America to come testify. Hillary Clinton and Bill, y'all better go to court, and and we gotta get uh forty five. Uh, Trumpito up uh, his ass up in there to get because it's like, bro, I'm not, I'm not for any of that. If this Pizzagate shit is real, everybody involved needs to go to fucking jail. That's a fact. Like a mat, bro. Could you imagine if we saw Trump, Clinton, Prince Andrew, uh, Kevin Spacey? They say George Clooney name involved. They say Chris, T- like all these people just getting arrested on one day. That would be. That'd be they need to. They need to know for sure. They need to. They need to. If it's true, and not like, and this is where you kind of get into the conspiracy 
portion of it, but there's like footage and shit from Epstein's little island that they use to blackmail people. So it, I don't understand why they can't just use that. Yeah, <laughs> like I it know. Would be pretty set in stone. But if you look at the documents that Anonymous released, that was pretty like cut dry that this nigga was involved. Like I don't, I don't understand what. Taking how some, you escape that you yeah know i don't mean? i don't know either. and if that doesn't show the corruption within our government i don't know what, what does. does yeah and, and and people and mo- most old people don't know about this this is a young thing this is what a lot of young people know about this is something that the country needs to hear so like i said if it's true because what we're saying right now is all alleged but if that shit is true Throw all these niggas in the jailhouse. And the only reason why I'm saying if it's true, because I'm not trying to get sued or go to jail. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, yeah. so, you know. Yeah. But if, like, uh, man, got to fix that. But, dude, that's all we got this week, brother. That's what's up, man. That's all we got. Tell the people where they can find you on social media. I love Doom SJE. Y'all be sure to go follow Doom. Check out all this new music that he dropping. Doom got some fire out on SoundCloud. Y'all that's go search him. Little Doom SJE. But without further ado, let's get into this week's interview with Bleach, a.k.a. Trevor Moe. And then after that, we'll have bros who ball because we got to talk about the NBA coming back and break down the new 22-game system, the 222-team system with the eight games into the playoffs. Be sure to stick around for that. But without further ado, let's get into the interview with Bleach now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this week's special guest is hip-hop artist, rock artist, just all around in general artist, Bleach, my guy. Timo is in the building. How you doing, brother? Doing great, man. Like, like, like I just said, you're trying to keep them high spirits up in the end days, dude. 100%. You know? So I know Bleach, and for those who don't know, Bleach is a band. So what, do you, what would you want me to call you? Or what, what do you want the fans out there to know? Like, you, you're Bleach as an entity, but the uh, band is also Bleach. I mean, dude, we're just artists, man. Um, it's 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 uh, it, it's a little bit of everything, man. It's, it's definitely uh, hip-hop with a band. So. 100 if you want to just go with that, I mean, we, we're rockers, we're rappers. Oh no, I just meant what would you? What do you want? Neither, what do you want them to yeah. call you as your artist name? Like, well, we're definitely, well, we're we're definitely a band, man. You know, like uh, everybody involved with this project is involved on everything. Yeah, and like they're bleach. The so, like everybody's yeah, right. bleach, one hundred percent. All right, word. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, man. So we're here talking about this new project, Sync. Is that the name? I'm, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Man, that's it, bro. Exclusively it, on Bandcamp. What was the dis- Okay, yeah, that's no, that's it's, a, the- it's, a, it's actually it's everywhere now. It's everywhere oh. now. Shit, my ass tried to find that. It's oh, it's on Apple. It's on everything. Okay, wait, hold up, hold up. I actually had like somebody hit me up earlier. They said they were like, "Yo, I'm on Apple right now. I can't fucking find the shit." Uh, it's on Spotify, YouTube. Um, you can Shazam it. It's on Bandcamp. The only reason it didn't go through yet on Apple is because uh, it's like a longer process now because it's Apple Music. Yeah. You got to go through iTunes first. So it's pending, but it will be like, give it like a week or two. Okay. And it'll really? be there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was the initial decision to just have it on, uh, on Bandcamp? Dude, I'll be like 100% honest with you. Like, it was kind of a, I mean, there, there was some other more like moves that made sense behind it, but like, First off, anything else you put your music on, just like what I what I just said with like the Apple, Apple Music and shit, it, it takes a process. Like you got to go through some shit. Yeah. And we wanted it dropped on a certain date, and it was just not gonna be ready in time or released on time. 
but we could upload it straight to Bandcamp. Okay. Bandcamp, Bandcamp is also a place that um, you could also have like merch there. It's like a whole. You could have your lyrics there. It's like a whole. It's like your store. You're artist, right. It's if you're like an up and coming artist, with no matter what genre genre you're in, like Bandcamp is something that it's like your one stop shop for everything. You. You know what I mean? Got you. And so that was something that I really wanted to push, even though I personally prefer, I don't like the, like the listening aspect of Bandcamp because every song is its own page. So you can't listen to something straight through. You, you got to like load the next song as its own page. So, and the way obviously I wrote the album was like straight through. So I didn't like that. But um, as far as where people should get it, off top and like true fans go to hear it that's it you'll get the best download with it if you purchase it but uh spotify is where it really resides at in my opinion it just got there a week after we wanted it so no well and that and that's just that pride get that whole processing thing i I didn't know if you were doing because see when i saw it at first when i went to look to the instagram thing it said exclusive and i was like oh shit this is this is dope but i i get yeah being it there for a little bit and then putting it on the others just so it it can reach more ears it was definitely there, only there for a little bit. And um, like I, I mad love to everybody who supported it, which was way more than I thought it would be. But as like a as a as a fan of music, that's not where you want to listen to shit. Um, so definitely once it got on Spotify is when I really saw like the whole aspect like take shape and like of what I wanted people to hear, you know. One hundred percent. What was the? Was there a conscious choice of because the first song is a skit, and then we go Dick Cheney, Sink, Yard Sale, Valium, and Dent Eastwood. Was it a conscious uh, decision to make five tracks? Uh, yeah, man. Well, like, uh, actually, I wanted six because, like, it's a shot for every shot in a revolver. Okay. Um, but uh, so we kind of threw the skit on there, but the skit, as as uh as short as it is, and as much as it doesn't have like. It's got everything to do with the project as 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 much as it's something that no one's probably going to ever listen to. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a 20 second skit that has no audio uh, like vocals or any music. It's just a it's very important, though, because it, it sets up it basically just picks off where our previous album left off and just kind of takes you into the next one. And uh, for anybody who thinks that we're trying to just get streams off that, they don't count streams for anything under like a certain amount of time. So it's a zero stream thing you know we don't get counted for it but i felt that all my favorite hip-hop albums had a skit in know that kind of summed everything together and like that's just i just it was an artistic decision no it, i think it's an yeah. artistic decision that works really well especially if you heard the album previous in the way like you said it, it gets you from one project to the next is is that a conscious decision going forward between your projects that you make yeah, I mean, uh, everything, like, as far as, maybe not singles, maybe not, like, individual tracks that we release, but as far as, like, in any album that you'll ever get from Bleach, we'll pick up exactly where the last one left off. Left off. So, like, if you listen to here off the laundry, it picks up right, like, you're left at a sink looking in the mirror on here, and it picks you right up there. Back at that sink. Going into, going into yeah. One hundred percent. Well, let's start off with the uh, with the first track, Dick Cheney. Talk to me about the naming of that track. Talk to me just a little bit about the creation of it. Um, so that was actually the first track written for this project. Uh, it was um, the name really just came from the line, you know. Yeah. Uh, just like like 
kind of laughing at the whole like Dick Cheney shooting his boy with the shotgun kind of yeah. thing. Uh, you know, I thought, I mean, I, I, I just like, I was trying to say like, you're a bad, like some people think this song is like very political and like, I'm like, dude, no man, like fuck all that. Uh, it's, it's honestly just, it's just, I felt like that dude was like the worst person I could think of at the time. And, um, the just the entire whole point is like like you're looking in the mirror and you're like i know who you are i've been dying to say like you're like a bad person like and and just going off of that and i and i only like i said i called the dick cheney changed the name up obviously for the yeah. for the chain reference but it, it it had a lot of parallels to america you know and things like that which i was totally okay with like people getting in like i mean you take what you want from it i mean it needs to be said but it was definitely just a self-reflection of like looking and being like you're a bad person dude like you're dick chain dude like you're just you shooting your boy in the face with a shotgun like you just you know like take it from there and a lot of the lyrics in there were very like um like glock nine robin blind that's how i felt this week like anyone who knows me and like you know that's something that it's weird man it's weird for me because like a lot of cats are like man what the fuck you talking about on that and i'm like no man like i was broke as fuck i couldn't get ramen noodles i might have wanted to rob you that way yeah like it's it's not it's nothing like gangster like nothing personal it's just survival it's just that's how i felt like you know what i mean yeah in that moment and like all hell to m16 was just such an american thing at that time with school shootings and everything and ignore the screams all hell to m16 like all that you know no one and there's I, look i can see how people get a lot of that message a lot of messages from that in the in the sense of just it's you uh, it well is it let me ask you this is it you looking at that mirror telling yourself that's a bad person or is it a character that the band created you know, for this project, everything was very, like, me. Like, okay. it was me looking in the mirror 100%, you know? Um, that And that was what was, like, I felt like this album was way darker and grittier than the last one. And, like, some cats might disagree because maybe the last one had, like, more hard rock stuff in it. So, like, man, that shit was grittier. That shit was harder. That one was, like, like Laundry was, was more of me, like, taking past experiences and telling you what's up this one was way more like what's going on with me like right now like in at the that moment time. yeah yeah and and some of it was kind of hard to look at and some of it was kind of hard to hear back but i think that's like was kind of like the whole point like you're sinking like 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 you're like you're not even that person that you thought you were anymore you know and it just from there like I, you know, it's, it's a step-by-step process with me, man. You know, I couldn't write that song until I was that low. And um, some you actually went through. Is that therapy for you in the sense of just getting it is getting that it out is, there? Uh, it's definitely therapy for me. I think it's it's grown into something more though. Like when I used to write music, it was more just therapy, like straight up. But but now, like now, there has to be an art behind it. Like every song on sync mirrors a song on laundry. So obviously like Dick Cheney mirrors hello. You know? Yeah. Um and it's it is therapy, but man, man, mental mental illness is such a a dark topic for me right now. But like it helps, but it's not everything, man. Like it's yeah. good, it's good for the cause, but it's it's not enough to uh 
to get there. And if you, and like, obviously we'll get into the rest of the tracks, but like, that's kind of like the whole thing. Like, you know, it's, it's, I don't know if I have much, I, I wish I could be more positive. I just don't really have many positive things to say on that topic right now because of my own personal strife, you know? Yeah. It, and a, a lot of the things that I got from the album is, is, not letting your past self down, looking at where you're at now and about that. Right, it's a, it's a we're second at the, album. We're at the you know, yeah, it's second album. Like after we dropped laundry, like everyone kind of expected us to come in and just like, like y'all got it, bro. Like yeah. do it. And I'm like, it's not that fucking easy, man. You know. And those second album pressures that you hear about, a lot of a lot of artists talk about, but. For me, like I said, it was without going into it, it was it was a lot deeper for me, man, because it, it was and it was hard for me to even talk about this stuff because I was like, man, like cats are going to think at this point that it's like a gimmick. Like, you know, like it's like. Like you already said everything, you already got your dirty laundry out on the last tape, like we know you got it bad, like we know this, but I I ended up going through some shit that like really. I could barely write music. Yeah, because like, it was so it was so like a real thing that I was worried that if I would write a song about it, that like I might get in trouble. Yeah, like whether it be with close friends or family or law, like where it was like shit was just crazy. Like you know, like but I I just I tr that's why it took us a year, which is half the time, but also half the amount of time of the music as the last one to get it out. But at the end of it, um. I mean, I just, I just laid it all on the line and was just like, this is, this is what it is. You and know? you put it out there. And, and see, I think if you've listened to the last project and you go to this one, there's no way you can think that's a gimmick. Like, if you actually listen to what you're saying, it's like, nah, man, he's just, the first project, like you said, might have seemed harder, but it was a lot of hard, harder music. Whereas this one, right. I would say the band kind of, not to say that they, they left back, but they didn't. It wasn't so much as focused on the music. It was more focused on the words you were saying. We 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 purposely uh, made this. Like, we tried to find that sound, you know? Like, the last album, I can 100% tell you that it was, like, the whole process of that was, band, go as hard as you can. Yeah. Me, go as hard as you can. And, like, just see what happens. This was a much more methodical process. And we actually, we've never had band drama or anything like that. And we're obviously st still good, but there was a couple songs that like certain cats in the band or maybe myself at times that were like, man, this isn't it. Like, this isn't what, why don't, why, why don't we just do what we did last time? And like, I just, I'm an artist. I never take that approach. And we just really wanted to find that connection and that, that medium even more between uh, rock and rap and really just bring it like just more together you know whether it mean i have to take a leap of faith and start singing which i can't fucking sing but whatever whatever the the hurdle was that we had to cross or no matter who it offended or who in my life that never will talk to me again after hearing that record uh, it's all it, what it is it is you know? what it is yeah, yeah. no 100 percent. how how was it easy to hmm, let's see how i want to phrase this was it was it something that you would do again in the sense of how meticulous you were and how speak on the fact that of how y'all got over those those hurdles as creatives, those artistic differences. I think I think uh any music that we put out at least for the next year or so is gonna be fun. You want like it might have like a dark meaning, it might it might be uh still on that same scope of things. But as far as me diving that far into my personal life, 
and making the band take the trip as well. <laughs> uh, I don't think I can do that again out of, I just don't think I can survive that again. Like, give me, I need some time. Like, yeah. no doubt, like, we're going to, we're still making music, um, but it's going to be, I don't want to call it fun, because it's still, like I said, in that same scope. It's, it's always bleach. It's always what I can write. But it's it's definitely not going to be, like, that deep into my fucking mind for a while, because it, it, it tore me apart to do this album. Like, it, it destroyed me and friendships and family to do this album. Like honestly, you, you know. Well, I'm, I'm gonna ask you this. I'm gonna ask you that. Actually, what I just thought at the end of it before we uh before we finish. Yeah, up for early. sure. But uh, next up we got sync. Talk to me a little bit about the creation of the sync of the sync song itself. Because now we're now we're now we're at we're we're in the sync now. Right. Um. So <laughs> that was uh one of my one of my best friends uh was living with me at the time. Um, he's actually part of another band, Sick Ride. They're really super dope. They're one of the only people. I know from the local scene who can 100% say that uh, they're full-time artists. Like, they they do this shit. They don't have nine-to-fives. You know, I got a nine-to-five. Everyone I know who does music, no matter how good you are or big they are, they, they've, got a, they've got another source of income. Yeah. These guys do it all uh, music. And uh, anyway, they're a two-piece. One of the dudes, they're both my best friends. One of them was uh, living with me at the time. And we were fucked up one night, man. We were just chilling. And I was like, dude, I've got these, I was like, I got these lyrics in my head that I just can't like, it's like whatever. And he started playing this thing on the piano. They have a piano in our house, whatever, keyboard. And uh, I was like, dude, that's like just that's it. And he actually showed me how to play it on guitar. I can't play guitar <laughs> very bad at all music, but he showed me enough how to play it on a guitar that I could take it to the band and show it to my guitar player and be like, yo, like, check this shit out. Yeah. Played it for him. He obviously turned it into what it is now. And um, that song is honestly just, like, every everything about that song, to me, summed up the whole feeling that I had um, with everything. Um, you know, it doesn't get deeper than that, man. Like, you know, yeah. um, it, it is what it is. And the whole way it came together with the band was beautiful and everything. But like that song is like, it's might be my second favorite song on the album. I can't call it my favorite, but it, it just cause what it means to me. And if you listen to that song and like, I even tried to, um, with like, I took a leap. Like I said, like I tried to sing on that, on that song, which is something that I've never really done before. And, but I also tried to like throw in, extra harmonies and voices that weren't even necessarily on key to make you a little uncomfortable because I wanted you to hear what it's like in my oh shit I think we I think we I think we disconnected ladies and gents hold on let me let me add him back hold on real quick let me invite Mo back sorry about this everybody we're gonna we're gonna if this doesn't get edited out just know the we we just dropped I'm gonna keep it going and see if he'll See if we can get him back. Let's uh, let's bring him back. All right, cool. Fucking technology strikes again, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we are back, ladies and gents. All right, but yeah, no, okay. So we were talking about sync just being the yeah. the kind of the uh, thesis of the of the project, right? Um, and like if you if you just listen to like some of the lines in that man, like 
you know, the dust to dust, crust to quicksand, that's definitely like me being like, you're on solid ground, crust to quicksand, like next thing you know, like you, like you did something good, you're good, everyone's happy and proud of you, and you start sinking. And like, you don't really try to fight it, but I mean, if you do fight quicksand, you, you go down faster. quicker. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it was kind of like a, like a last moment breath as you're sinking, being like, yo, cut the loose ends, like, tie, I'm sorry, tie the loose ends, let me go, was, was definitely like, let me like, make everything right, like make everything good with me, now let me go. Like, just let me go, man. Like, like no matter who it is or what it is, like, please let me just do this. And then it goes into obviously like the rap aspect with which those bars speak for themselves. But, but the, the crazy thing about that song was like, I really liked that song because of the, the music behind it. I felt like that was like the closest to like grunge, which is like a music that I love that we kind of got to it. And also, I mean, I can't really sing, but I can sing a little better than we portrayed on that tape. But the whole point, because like there's other songs on there that you can hear me sing and hear what my voice is. But on that particular song, I wanted all these extra. Um, it was like a five man orchestra, dude. Like I had like so many fucked up harmonies going on in there uh, on purpose, just just so that like you could kind of understand what it's like for somebody sitting there and having these voices going through their head. Like it's, it's, I wanted you to experience that. I want it to be uncomfortable and I wanted you to hear it. Try to get in much of my situation and much of my shoes as much as you can, yeah. you know, like hear all this other shit going on and it, and it doesn't sound right. And it doesn't sound like, you know, but that's, that's what I hear every day. And that's not by my choice. Yeah. So we created the song. I cre I created that song particularly to to sound just like that. And so I think it's funny. Like I've heard like a couple cats be like, "Man, I don't know what he was trying to do. Like he could have just sang it and it would have been all good." But I don't know why he was trying to do all that other shit. I'm like, dude, that's that's the whole point. Like, yeah, there's an artistic feel, purpose behind it. Yeah, like you gotta you gotta feel uncomfortable and you got it. Like all those extras people you hear, which is all me, which is also kind of symbolic. Like all those other voices that were like layered in tracks that you hear singing in the background. That's that's what it sounds like in my head all the time, yeah. And I was just trying to get that point across, you know. What get, I mean? get that message across, yeah. No, it's 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 supposed to feel uncomfortable. It's supposed to make you think like, yeah. why is this here? But that's yeah, like, but that's you saying as well to yourself, like, why are these here? And it's like this right. makes me uncomfortable. So it's like it's it has meaning in the sense of we step in your shoes, but as well as you telling us this is how it is to be me. Right. And, you know, everything has been done in rock and hip hop. And it's it's kind of that was my way of like kind of letting you know that like, like, dude, like we're doing something, in different. my opinion, different. And also like people relate to words, but like, have you ever been like truly in a setting where like the actual music itself is bringing you into someone's mindset? That was just that was just something I was trying to personally do. I might've missed the mark on it, but like, that was my goal with it, you know? No, I, I think it worked. I think you, I definitely think you accomplished that because that was, that was a point where hearing you say that it makes so much more sense listening to it and hearing like the words behind it and everything with it. So no, I, I, I definitely think yeah, you accomplished definitely. it. The next one we got is yard sale. This, this one is the one that's like two minutes, 48 is the quickest one. Would you say that? Cause, because I think, Dick Cheney, Sink, Valium, and Dent Eastwood all, how, how do I say it? I think they all flow really well, whereas 
This one I feel like is the the stepchild, but the stepchild that's needed. Well, well, you know, sync sync could have been the intro, mm-hmm. like that because kind of like like I said, all the songs mirror. So laundry on laundry, it was first. We you know we could have mirrored it and put it exactly where it w- would have yeah. been, and then, but uh, I felt like it just fit better right there. But um, yard sale is kind of like the single. It was a song that, like, I was like, this is one that it's more hip-hop. People are going to like it. Like, it's just, it's a dope track. You know, it's it's a track that I actually wrote a long time ago. It's the oldest song on there um, next to D- uh, Dick Cheney. And it just, it just felt, like, really good with the band, though. It was short and sweet. It had some good bars in it. It had some meaningful bars. A lot of people, like, like don't even get like that was my little snub to people who were like you know I'm, I'm 26 years old uh a lot of people were always like man you still doing that like you still yeah like you time to grow up or what like what like what's up uh you know i like a little like they calling me a kid basically who won't grow up you know i like a little kids like la 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 yeah and i was kind of like me on the hook i was like la 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 like that was me kind of like Sure, throwing that little my yeah. Own way. yeah, like, like that shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm not I'm not listening to what you're saying. Um anybody else who's hating, I was just like, yo, dude, I want the cash though. And then I wanted to spit on a on a level of hip hop to let anybody in the hip hop industry know that like just because we're doing rock music doesn't mean I can't and, go. And, I mean, like that's my like this is my like that's my thing, bro. Like I'll I'll like I'm coming with it. Like I got it, you know. And and it helped out, man, because you know, like obviously Dick Cheney grabbed the rockers, people who like rock music, they they vibe to that. And people who love hip hop gravitated to to yard sale. And that was all I'm not trying to sound like an evil genius. But no, but all that about all by design. I did it all on purpose, dude, you know. And that's why I said it was kind of like the stepchild, but the, and that's not a that's not a knock on it because like you said, it's very hip hop oriented and it's it's for those fans, like you said, that can gravitate to it and it's needed. It's to show that you can go and show that this is a fusion. And it's, when I say that, it's just like, it's the one that appears like, oh, okay, he, which one looks different from the rest? I, I straight up, I straight up said, it's like, all I ever wanted was to be the best at rap. Like, you know, like I said that, like, straight up, you know, in that song. And like, it's, it's crazy to me. Cause like, like I said, like, like you, like you said, all by design. Cats who love the hardcore screaming shit, they love Dick Cheney and like that that hard like, yeah. you know. But like with your cell, I had a lot of like rap cats like hit me up about that and be like, "Yo, that shit, that shit's that fire!" Shit and yeah. like, yeah, and like that's that was kind of what I was trying to show. Like I was trying to show you that like is we we trying to find that balance in this, you know? Yeah, um, try to but find yeah, the that's, perfect the perfect percentages of of which ones and like to make that. Mm-hmm. To make that that pie, that that I guess that chemical of of music. Right. See, and the next yeah. one is the one that gets me because is this your last album? I don't know. Is it? Who knows, <laughs> man? I don't know, dude. Who knows? The dude. next, like the last two of the ones that get me the most. Within the next well, one, that, the one I'm talking about know, is volume. Yeah, volume. Yeah, man. Volume. A uh, crazy thing is, I bet a lot of y'all don't know where I got that hook from. And the crazy thing is, is like. I'm all about once, like I said, like I'm all about hip hop, man. Like that's, that's my on. first love. I'm a, I'm a. Uh, you asked at the beginning, like, what would you classify the band? What would I would classify myself. First and foremost, I'm an artist. That's it. Second, I'm an MC, and I'm always gonna try to bring that MC thing to the table. And 
throughout any, whether it be Biggie or Pac or any great rapper that you can think of, they've always taken other people's stuff and interpolated. I mean, I know you love Drake, right? Yeah, no, that's Drake, all, that's his Drake, thing. Yes, Drake just hit that fucking. Uh, I do know one thing, though. You know, yeah, they know on the Chicago freestyle. That shit was dope. Right, right. So, um, the uh, the volume, the the whole hook of that, like, is actually an Eminem line from a freestyle that he did back in like 2001 when he was remote, like right before the Marshall Mathers came on. Oh, Song's dude. actually called. Song's actually called racial tension. Cause he starts it off. It's just a freestyle and it's called, I stay higher than racial tension. And, um, the, the, one of the last lines he says in there is, uh, this is my last album. Cause this is my last volume. Just pick my ass up when I pass out in the bathroom. Really? And I just, I just took that man. Cause I had just got out of the hospital for that shit. And like, there was nothing that could have spoke more to me than in that. that moment than that. And it fit with the beat with what the guys had written. Like, man, I mean, I got back from the hospital. I threw my bags on the ground. Got back to my house, and I, I wrote that that song like right there. And like, those those words were just like, because I was listening to that song, you know, listen to that freestyle, because I'm a hip hop geek, and like that underground shit that a lot of people never don't even know about. And I just kept hearing that line, and like, it just made so much sense to me with like the song. And that song mirrors Lexapro. Like I said, yeah, every song there is a song. So it, it just made so much fucking sense to me. Like even whenever I went into like at the end when I was like, chicka, chicka, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, chicka, chicka, who the fuck is bleach? Like even started quote, like doing some Eminem slash quoting Lexapro. Like it's all, it's all intentional dog. Like, you know, yeah. it's just, I don't expect people to get it, but uh, is it my last album? It's my last album for a while. It's just uh, at that moment though, I also was feeling like, this might be my last album. Like, I don't know. This yeah. is my last volume. Like, you know, like this is like, there was literally nothing I could have like, no disrespect to him. Like I wasn't trying to jockey shit. Like I was just like, there's just no other way. I could say this. I no. could say what I'm trying to say. I think it dude, pays homage. Song, like 100% yeah, dude, is, it's no, no jockeying that. That's like real shit you went through. And it's like, it's showing that like, dude, I appreciate it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. That's the, that's the realest song on there as far as like, like that was like I cut all the character shit on that that song. Like every single bar in that song is like something that I did, like yeah. straight up, like in one way or another. Like, I even shouted out my unborn son who about to, you know, he coming soon. But congratulations. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. But like it, like even like those lines, like how the fuck I'm supposed to take care of Jew with minimum wage? And what if he feels like I do when he gets my age? Like that's that's life. You can't really, yeah, yeah, you, you can't, can't get rid really, of that. You can't, you can't make that up, bro. Like, you can't, like... I mean, obviously, to rhyme with cage and wage and age is super fucking simple, but I never even saw it right in front of my face until it was, till it was, like, something that was going on, and I just, like... That song's too deep for me. Like, like everything, dude. Like, like whether it be like full-blown psychosis and like going back, I mentioned like in that song a couple times, like now it's vomit on the sink. It's just like a repeated line in there. Like yeah. now it's vomit on the sink, 38 on dress. And the next time it's like vomit on the sink, full-blown psychosis. Like it was, is you, I'm putting you, I'm taking you back to where the intro, the skit Bro, got you. Yeah. Or like you standing over that sink because a lot of times like, 
I just found in my life when I'd be looking in the mirror, standing over, like you obviously in the bathroom, standing over a sink, maybe you had a rough wild night the night before, or maybe you just taking your medicine using that sink water. I just always found myself standing like over this fucking sink, dude, looking in the mirror, man. And like, that was kind of like the whole fucking concept of everything that I, that I got, you know, just taking a look at yourself. And I think, and I think yeah. that makes it, it's crazy that that, and I and I know it's by design just because of knowing you and how and just from this conversation. But because this is your most introverted project or the most introspective, not introverted, most introspective project, and being that you're staring in a mirror at the sink constantly, no matter like you said, like whether it's from a night hard night or from just being there, it's you looking into your soul while you're telling us the story, getting us to look into your soul as, as well. Right, man. Like it was, it was really like, no matter how you feel about the music, whether you like other shit I've done in the past or, or where I'm going, it was, it was just so like, it was like, dude, like, what if I just like, like draw this curtain back, you know, like laundry was kind of like the curtain being like, like, you know, and I was like, what if I, what if I pull this back and let you know that like, Things ain't actually good, bro. Like show you Oz. Like show you like, the man behind yeah, Oz. Yeah, like hundred percent. Like I got, I got, I got shit going on that I don't even know how to handle, and I'm, I'm speaking about it in this music, and like you might feel it, but like it took. I mean, obviously, I write a song, and a lot of times we don't get in the studio to do it for like a month or so. So like, what happened after that month? Like, how many? Yeah. There's just so many. There's just so many layers to this shit that like, if you sat down and listened to it a hundred thousand times it could never even paint to you like if you the were right picture. there with me right man. and 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 i'm not trying to sound all deep i just i just really i really was like man like i want on this project to give you like who is trevor mo who the fuck is bleach like i'm just a dude that's got a lot of fucking issues that i'm just trying to deal with man like you know the the way anybody else does and i tried to convey that through the music as much as possible but you can only fit so many words in a song and you can only do so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can only put so much into it. No, I, I get it. And then we end with Dent Eastwood and I, I love this song. Why'd you name it Dent Eastwood? Are you a, are you a big fan of Mr. Clint himself? Man, dude, I, I do love Clint. I do love me some Clint. Actually, this is actually a funny ass story. So, uh, so I wish I could have had the rest of the band with me to be honest. Uh, but, Cause like the last time we talked, I was like, yo, we gotta get the rest of the dudes. But I was a little, I was worried about like the whole, like over the internet, we already had the problems, you know, talking. I was worried about them all being here, you know, on the couch and shit, uh, talking about it. But so my boy, Nick, he was there the last yeah, time, I remember guitar Nick. player. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a cool ass fucking dude. And whenever we, when we named the song, when we named, when we came out with Dick Cheney, I was like, yo, we needed like another song that's got like somebody's name but spelled yeah. differently. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever. And we just had like a crazy night, dude. We got so fucked up. Like we we would done some we done some bad things. All that <laughs> shit. And and he was like, Bro, we out here banging hoes up, dude. I look like Denny's Wood out here. <laughs> and like dude was just like, yo, like, like. He's like, I'm dead up. He's like, I'm fucked up. He's like, we banging hoes up out here. Like, I'm fucked up. Like, he was like, it's just Dent Eastwood. He's like, you like, and I was just like, dude, I was like, that was it. And and I already had like 
I'd already written like the the hook of it, like the "Do you feel lucky yet?" And I was like, "Do you feel lucky, punk?" I was like, "That's fucking yeah, that works too perfect." I'm like, "That was just too perfect." But that song, that song's fucking crazy too, because I was me trying to get on a lighter side of all of it. Uh, like it's still all a very honest song, but it was definitely me trying to be like, "Hey, my whole life's a fucking joke." And everything I say after that, it's a joke, but like, is it? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, no. Like, and like, I even like, whether it be my delivery or like, even like the spaghetti Western, like, like, I, I just was like, dude, like, I'm going to tell these people exactly what the fuck's going on with me, but I'm going to make it sound like such a joke. That, that they don't and, know. Yeah, they don't know, dude. And like, and it just worked. And I love the, I love the way it came out. Like, I love like everything about that song. That song is, to me, that's that's the best thing we've ever done, and it's it's speaking for itself with uh, as far as like you know love and attention that we get from it. And I mean, look to me, so, Ben Eastwood asked like the question that I wanted to ask you earlier. It's like I, th- I feel like that song's asking, "Is it worth it?" And like that's what I was gonna ask you: Is it worth making this project? Was it was it worth it to you? I don't know, man. I mean, uh, it's I don't know if it necessarily did anything good or bad for me, man. I mean, it's it's just um I had to, but I mean. At the end of the day, I, I just, you look, you know, you look, you take that final look in the mirror before you go outside and do whatever you're about to do. Maybe you take the Dick Cheney route, route and you robbing people. Maybe you take the sink route and you, you know, you're doing drugs. But my whole thing with that was at the end of it, like that final look in the mirror was like, do you feel lucky yet? Like with all the shit going on, I was like, yeah. I don't feel, I forget. And you just roll with it. And, um. You just, just like keep the, pushing. I'm a, like I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I try less. I'm like the rest. That's all I really need to say on that, man. Like that was that that was like everything to me, you know. No, and that that was a great culmination of the project as a whole. Man, you got a bunch of records behind you. Which one would you say is your favorite? Just the before we before we get up out of here, I got a couple more things. I see the waters. Uh, that shit is dope. I didn't even know you could get that shit on vinyl. Bro, <laughs> Hold on, I got some shit. Uh, so man, I got actually some crazy. Like, I'm not gonna necessarily say they're my favorites, but I'll show you two from like All rock right. and hip hop for like any listeners that like you can't fucking get. I bet. Hold up. This right here. This oh red shit! Man that's the red. That's you. This shit is straight up original copy pressed. When you listen to the intro, it's got an extra verse that mm-hmm. no matter where you go online, you can't find. Can't find it, damn. It's only on vinyl. This shit was like a, almost two hundred dollars, like straight Sheesh. up. It's 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 a one of a kind. Like they, I think they only press like. I'd be lying if I told you, but they did not press a lot. A lot, yeah. But no, that's, but, that's but this shit, as far as hip hop goes, I got a lot of good hip hop records. Obviously, I got like Infinite up there and shit. But this is that's a repress. This is this is the crown jewel of my of my hip hop collection. Hell yeah, uh, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, that's dope, man. And look, I also got as far like for the rockers out there, this is a. Uh, for you rockers out there, this is Queens of the Stone Age's first fucking album. Oh, that's special. It's flipped. That's that's what you normally see, but it's a it's it's a it's a reversible album. Oh shit. On sides and shit. 
And uh, if you were to go buy this right now, you probably spend, if you could find one. Over five? EBay. Dude, they're going for like 700 on eBay right now. Jeez, I figured, the way you saw I figured it was over five. Dude, I, I got it for 50 because I'm a motherfucking dirty down dog. But, <laughs> but, 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 yo, this shit, this shit is like, like, you can't get this shit, bro. You cannot that's get this crazy. shit, dude. But, yo, yo that's, man, a, that's I, an ill collection behind you. Yeah, it's dope, man. I, I, I put, I don't have a lot, like, straight up. Like, I know, like, some cats who have, like, Gajillion. record, like, dude. But, like, I don't have a lot, but the ones I do have are Mean all, something like, to you. Yeah. Yeah, dude. They're all, they're all fucking, like, dope in one way or another. They're like, I had to, I had to do some things to get them. That's all I'm going to say. I ain't going to say what it was. <laughs> but you had but to, I'm yeah. Just saying, I was out there and I did them. Okay. <laughs> Before we get up out of here, man, just I'd be remiss to ask you because doing this podcast, it's you can't run from what's going on. Of course, I'm going to have fun. We'll have the good times. But I got to yeah, ask dude. you what you think about everything that's going on in the in the world, in our country in specific. Man, you know, um, well, before I make that statement, let me just say that. I'm against police brutality. I am 100 percent. If you know me or anything about me. I've been fighting against racism way longer than last weekend. Facts. Okay. Um, you know, I think that I think that social media is I think it's a photo op for a lot of people. I'll tell you straight up that as a cat who doesn't feel much for people and human lives, as much as I've said, oh, you could all die. I I cried, I shed tears whenever I read. I saw a protester with a with a post of George Floyd's last words when he cried out for his mama. That shit is for sad. those of you for those of you who don't know that dude used to rap and school H Town's quick. like yeah man one of H Town's finest. I did not know that till like and if you if you want if you want H Town's finest, you crying out for your mama, man. That right there says a lot. Um, I think the white people because I can't speak for black people, man. Straight up, like can't. Uh, no matter how good they've been to me and everything, I think that's their fight. I think that's their voice. And that leads me to say, like, white people, support them, protect them. But all this extra shit y'all doing, man, how you going to take from them their revolution when you the fucking reason that they having to do this anyway? Like, you're not their Tupac. There's plenty of black artists who could be their next Tupac or their next Malcolm. Just please, like, support them. Let them know you protect them. But stop trying to get invited to the barbecue, bro. Like, like, we, like, we, we got you. Like, we get you, bro. Like, chill out. Don't, don't stop supporting. But stop, stop being out here all over the place, doing this all kind of out of pocket shit, man. And like, whoever that applies to, that's what's ever. And you need to stop calling out people who ain't saying nothing on social media because just because they ain't saying nothing on social media, I'm a per- I, I don't fuck around with social media too much. And let us, let motherfucker come try to tell me I ain't doing nothing. No, that's, that's there's shit behind the scenes, bro. You know, so I just think y'all need to chill out. Um, we got y'all back, and that's it. No, one hundred. Look, sad, bro. hey, I pre- I appreciate those words because, like, like I, I agree with you. I, I, it's got to be about action. Like, it's got to be about doing yeah. it and getting in the field. Hey, bro. Hey, burn it down, bro. I don't fucking care. Like, <laughs> like, 
I'll be, I know I'm you, bro, Look, like, look, look what I said. Like, I said, look, like, leave the fucking small businesses alone. Let those people survive. If y'all really want to go burn some, go burn those police stations and city halls and courtrooms. Dude, That's what I said. Like, I ain't never got nothing tight from a big business, but like, <laughs> but like, I mean, dude, like, I don't, I, I honestly do, like, I, I kind of knew this question was coming and no matter how much I prepared for it, like, it can't bring me to words, like, to say it, like, the only thing I could say is, like, I just seen a lot of people being like, yo, you a white rapper, what the fuck you gonna do about it? And I'm like, I wanna be fucking Tupac, why would, how dare me try to be their Tupac, bro? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've never been that type of cat, bro. Like, you know, and, 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 and you know, black people right now, this like, this is your time. Like, y'all got this more than ever. Just, just watch out for these fucking cats out here that try and get that photo off and watch out for like these cats that, like I said, want to get invited to the barbecue, as they say. And not or, do anything. Like, no, 100%. Yeah. It's just for the pitch. Hey, and some of them are doing too much. Like, you know, like, y'all just doing too much, bro. And um, anyone who hates me for that, I mean, I don't give a fuck. But <laughs> I just, I just, I just think that, uh, I think that y'all finally, for the first time in a long time, got, got a voice. And look at white people going and try to overcrowd your voice with their own opinions. It's like, bro, this is how they got this shit in the first place. Like, just relax. And... You know what? All these fucking cats who are out here on social media, like, who just got into the fucking shit. Because, dude, I, I show you songs right now that I wrote 10 years ago about this shit. Like, when I was when I was Trace Advocate. Like, yeah. Like, come on, bro. Like, don't Back tell me Back when you was barring, barring people to death. I remember, I remember them Right, days. yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, that was boring back then. But, like, but I had a message, but guess what? Nobody gave a fuck, so I kind of dropped it, and now everybody fucking cared. Everyone all an activist now. I don't know, man. Like, I just, just, it, it, people know what's genuine and what's and not. It's not, man. Yeah. You know, so, so just, just remember that before you do anything. And I mean, dude, if you, if you, if you ain't on the side, we know, bro, we all know, dude. Like, we know you fucking, like, we know you fake. So I'm like, we know it. Yep. You know, but no. I, I don't, no, oh, no, not to go. No, I was just saying, I was just saying, like, no, nah, man, I like I I agree with you. Just support, man. Support's a support's a huge thing. And I think that's I think that's something that at least we got your back, bro. Like, yeah. like I mean, I speak for myself. I'm an individual. I can't, I've always been an individual. I can't speak for can't speak for the else. whole no 100 percent But uh, as, as far as me, I mean I I'll protect y'all. I got y'all back, got my support. Y'all built me. So that's where I'm at with it. But let a motherfucker try to come tell me that I ain't doing enough or I ain't doing whatever. Man, it's just bullshit, dude. Yeah, check, like, check the car facts on that one, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, man. It's y'all, it's y'all time. It's y'all, it's this is y'all time. This is y'all revolution. This ain't ours. We don't, we should, we should honestly sit back, not sit back and not do anything, but we should, we should sit back and just be like, 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 we got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like your boy. It's like your big ass boy who's standing in the back when you're fighting. It's like, yeah, it's like, something crazy, bro. Yeah, like, like I you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we got your back. But like, but like, man, like, you take it, like, you don't even realize that, like, the same thing you fighting to abolish is something that's like, you taking that, that man's voice away whenever you run to the front of the line and start doing all kinds of shit. But, you know, that's, I'm going to get, I'm going to get crucified for that. I don't care. But that's, that's, that's a valid point. No, no, that's a very valid point. Bleach, man, tell the people, t- Travis, tell the people they can find you on social media and where they can get the project again. 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, yeah, uh, you can find us on Instagram. It's Bleach Sucks. I think there's an underscore in there. It's Bleach Sucks because we do. And um, I mean, look, if you get to our page, we got the Bandcamp in there. Spotify is Bleach with three dots after. A lot of people forget those three dots. If you don't type in the three dots, you're going to get a Christian rock band from like 97, and you don't want that. I can tell you that you is want. true. Yeah, no, 100 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just honestly though, like we've always been like cult bound, like that sounded weird, but no, we're not cult bound, but <laughs> no, like, I get what you're saying. We've always, we've always been an underground community. So like, if you, if you fuck with us, dude, find one of us. We not, we, we, we promise you we'll talk to you, man. We are, we all good. We all want the best for everything. And, um, we'll, we'll tell you exactly where to get some music. Most of our shit until a couple weeks ago hasn't been online anyway. So we'll, we'll show you, we'll put you in the right direction. We got a show June 19th. I'll plug that real quick. Yeah. Um, if this is out in time. Oh, no. This will definitely be out in time. This will be a week ahead. June 19th. Where's it going to be at? Freetown Bookman Room, man. First show back. Hell, yeah. After so, the corona shit. So, let's go you know, turn yeah. up on the 19th, man. That's going to be lit. Yeah, man. Like you know, I saw y'all's flyers, and me and my homies were talking about it. It was like, yo, those flyers are hella dope. We the best dog. Like, no, I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I didn't, I only made one of those flyers. I'm just joking. But uh uh but uh yeah, nah man, look, we back, we ready to fucking throw it down, we're ready to fucking rock, leave all that other bullshit at the door, like everything that's been going on. Let's you put a lot of lives on hold, everything fucked up, man. Fuck all that. If you die, you die. Fuck it. Like, you know, like, that's like that is what it is, dude. We all got a time, no one, 100%. No, thank you, man, 100%. And let's finish up the rest of the pod with Bros Who Ball. And thank you again to Trevor. Y'all make sure y'all go get his project, Bandcamp. Y'all go buy it, because you can buy it there. Y'all make sure y'all go stream everything. And on June 19th, be in the Boom Boom Room in Lafayette. But thank you, Trevor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the show called Bros Who Ball. Yes, we're coming back this week. We're talking NBA, NBA, NBA. We're getting us ready for the 31st. But joining me as always, let's start off to the bottom, because you guys, this is on video this week on YouTube. We're joined by Adam Schubert. And then to my left, Justin Baptiste. I'll start with Shuby. Shuby, how you doing this week, brother? I'm doing well, man. I'm in the city with two of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. Who you got? Who? What city you in? New Orleans. Oh, you talk about with Breeze and Manning? You hear what Jameis said this week? Mm-mm. That he was one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history? Good for him. I'm glad he got that confidence. Let's go. So there you go. Be ready to be the future, Jameis Winston. <laughs> but also joining us is Mr. Justin Baptiste. Justin, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. I've been watching um, a lot of basketball, keeping up with it. Uh, a lot of CNN, too, watching this whole uh, George, George Floyd uh, thing go on. And see what's happening, gotta, yeah. Uh, got to keep on going. Got to keep on protesting. And keep on fighting. for me. Right. Keep fighting. Yep. And if you guys didn't check out our episode last week, please, please check out episode 148. Super powerful. We talk about everything that's going on and we give our thoughts and opinions. This week, we're going to – we still talk about it a little bit in the beginning, but we – we're trying to, you know, we're, we're always going to touch on it, but we're, we're going to touch on some other things as well. Uh, real quick, I want to talk about Drew Brees' response because we didn't get we didn't get a chance to talk about We just talked about his initial statement. The president then responded to him. He then apologized not once, not twice, but three times. And then uh, he his teammates uh, said they forgave him. A lot of stuff has happened. I'll say this. I appreciate, honestly, out of all the apologies, I appreciate the response to Donald Trump. Cause that's the one I didn't think we were going to get. 
And that's the one where it's like, okay, whether or not you believe this, you took a stance and that stance is with black people at that. And, and let me not say with black people, it's, it's fighting for the cause because this is a human rights issue. It's fighting to get black men not killed by police. And that's the one that's the most important because the president has such a loud voice with his base that we still have people that don't see this as a human rights issue and sees it's about the flag. And for Drew Brees to come out and say, it's not about that. We need to focus on what's really important. That's big. I appreciate that apology the most. And I think through his actions, Drew Brees is going to show that he cares and that it's not just F what's going on. And, and I'm not compassionate because honestly, I didn't think Drew Brees was that type of man to begin with. I, I, he's, he's always shown through his actions that he cares about New Orleans. He lifted up the city. Um, the city. I think he just had a moment of ignorance and he admitted it was a moment of ignorance. And I think for us to really be about what we stand for, we got to be able to accept people when they say they were wrong, they made a mistake and they want to change. Because if not, then how can we expect others to change? How can we expect to actually make a difference? If this man says he wants to change and is willing to show it, then who am I to not accept him and to say, no, bro, just because you made this mistake, you can't change that. That's the same oppression that we're fighting against. So I want to applaud Drew Brees. And, and I think the third one is the one that really stuck with me the most. Schubert, what, what's your thoughts on all of just this Drew Brees situation? Because it, it, it really blew up over the past couple of weeks. It really has been a, a case of the responses have been what's aggravated me a little bit more so than um, than what happened with him. I think the apology was good, and I think that he's kind of cleared at least things up in his locker room, which yeah. is important for him. Um, I, you know, guys like Jamal Adams are going to have their opinions, and he's not going to be as connected to Drew Brees as a person. So he's ne Drew never may be able to uh, – show him what kind of person he is. But as long as the people that are, you know, know him the best, know where his heart is, I feel like that, that's, that's at least all you can ask for. Uh, the thing that's been annoying me the most is a lot of people that are on the, uh, the, the conservative Trump side or whatever that want to be, you know, use Breeze as a pillar of uh, First Amendment right. And like that, that's been kind of annoying to me. And the question I commonly get asked is like, isn't it bad that Drew Brees received death threats? Yes, it is bad that Drew Brees received death threats, but it's also bad that Colin Kaepernick received death threats. Michael, uh, Malcolm Jenkins, uh, Doug Baldwin. There, there's countless other NFL players for having their per personal beliefs voiced that yep. have also received those death threats. So yes, I'm, I'm upset that he received death threats, but I think that, you know, just using that as an argument doesn't necessarily drive home a point. And, yep, so like, and, and I would challenge conservatives to this because I say earlier in the show, we talk about the LSU student who or the student who's going to LSU, who was on camera saying the N word and, and saying racist stuff and, and why LSU can't reject him. And the internet got really upset that the internet, that LSU wouldn't deny his admission. And I say this, it's his first amendment right to say what he wants, whether or not it's hate speech or not. And I'm a person who stands by the Constitution, and I understand that LSU would get sued legally by the student if they rejected him because of that. And it's like, I rather keep the First Amendment around than to start weaponizing and start uh, making laws based upon certain speeches, well, because then speech would be limited by the people who are fighting right now. Speech would be limited by them. And it's like, y'all will lose your voice if that ends up happening. 
just because someone is ra- says racist things, that's different than if they commit a hate crime. If they commit a hate crime, send them to jail. But if they say racist things, fuck them and keep it pushing. Like, that's all you can do. Like, it can't be, oh, someone says this, put them in jail. No, because then if you say something, you may get put in jail. And I don't want free speech limited at all. Well, ultimately, it's just a matter of, you know, Drew Brees voices opinion and people people took it, you know, people took a, a direction where it's like, oh, they're really mad at Drew Brees. And, and another group of people wants to be like, well, why are you upset about that? Where in, in retrospect, it's the same reason why we're having this ent- these entire protests in the beginning is treat everyone with the same kind of. Yeah, idea. treat everyone equal. Just because Drew Brees isn't getting his views heard look at all the people who haven't been able to get their views heard so exactly no 100 percent. justin real quick what'd you think about the whole drew Brees situation because we got to see the the post i think shannon sharp and skip bayless kind of handled it the best in terms of national media yeah uh i've been kind of seeing how things have been going like from the start and where it is now and he messed up messed up very bad and, you know people got on him uh you know the people on tv got on him uh social media got on him but he messed up and I think he realized he, he messed up and people, his teammates knows that knows the type of person he is. So I think, you know, they're allowing him to, you know, make up for it. And it's kind of like if I had a white best friend who, you know, didn't really know to his, his, his history about, you know, black lives, how important this is. And he said something ignorant like that. And he came back and, you know, apologized and, you know, try to make things right, I would probably accept it also because I know the type of person he is. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that's behind Drew Brees because they know who he is, like his 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 teammates. And after he apologized like the first or second time, you know, they were on his side. So it shows that he's not really a bad person. But still, I just think by him saying that comment, it woke up a lot of people. You know, it, it really showed awareness of what this is really about. It's it's not about the flag. It's about it's about equality. And it's so, time for people to stop being ignorant about that and actually listen. Exactly. So for, for people who who think it's who think who thinks who always thought it was about the flag, now this whole situation really opened them opened their eyes to what it's really about. It's, it's just about treating everybody equally. Yep. No, one hundred percent. Schubert, how do you feel about the NFL apologizing? I felt like they only apologized because Patrick Mahomes was in that first video. Um. I mean, I feel like they had to say something. Yeah, um, but I feel like it was kinda, fake, low-key. But like, I, I kind of agree with what Malcolm Jenkins has to say. At least you have to throw an apology to Colin Kaepernick. That's um, what my thing. That's what I want. At the like, least. Yeah. Uh, like, and they can't you know, because what, then that admits guilt. Sure. I mean, that's what it's going to need to be. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't subscribe to the whole assign him on a team thing. If someone, no, wants, to give him a, someone wants to give him a tryout, that's all cool. But, I mean, I think that a majority of the quarterbacks that are playing right now are better than him. He's, he's like, a backup right now. Yeah. And I mean, if Cam Newton's out there and can't get a job, so. And, and I mean, Cam Newton's better than Colin Kaepernick, like 100%. I think everyone would agree with that. So, But my thing with the with this is I'm hearing so many people that are trying to now push an NFL boycott. And I think that's the most ridiculous thing ever, man. It's just, that, I mean, it just proves what kind of person you are. And I've been telling those people, bye. Bye. You don't need to watch the NFL anymore. It's, it's not for just you. Like, it, it it's tough because I feel like there's two sides to this because one was Colin Kaepernick blackballed, yeah, but was Colin Kaepernick a starting quarterback, which he was asking for? No, 
that's the two sides of it where like his career has went down, but he should be on an NFL team as a backup or in certain cases, like is Colin Kaepernick better than Gardner Minshew? Probably. Is Colin Kaepernick better than uh, Drew Locke? That I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is we can say, yeah, definitively he's probably better than those guys. But the reason that those guys are given those positions were because they worked in this, they were low draft picks, worked their way in the system, earned trust. So you're shaking up your locker room in that way. The counter would be that they didn't give the guy a shot to get in that position, which is the black ball thing. And that's why I think they, the NFL needs to apologize. But Colin Kaepernick could have went to Baltimore and his girlfriend messed that up. Colin Kaepernick could have been a backup in Seattle, but he wanted starter money. It's like, if we're going to, you can go back in the league, but will you accept being a backup and work, work and show you should be a starter? You can't just automatically be given a starter role. Like, and I know, I know people can be like, well, he was a Super Bowl quarterback, but his play digressed over the years. Look at Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco got the moment his play, get him out of there. And it's like, that's the give and take with the Colin Kaepernick. Ironically situation. enough, that was the guy he played in the Super Bowl. And I, and I think that the NFL definitely should apologize to him. Yeah, so, yeah. 100%. Well, let's get to, now that all that's taken care of, let's talk some NBA. The, bat, the NBA is coming back, ladies and gentlemen. So let me give you the situation. The NBA is coming back on Friday, July 31st with 22 teams. They will be playing eight games, uh, eight regular season games to finish out to see who can get into those final playoff spots. And if the, uh, what is it? If the team is close enough, the ninth seed, okay, so if the eighth best uh, combined record in its conference is more than four games ahead of the team with the ninth best record in the conference, the team that's the eighth best would earn a playoff seed. If the team with the eighth, eighth best combined record in the conference is four games or fewer ahead of the team that's the ninth best combined record in the same conference, then both the ninth seed and the eighth seed would compete in a play-in game to make it into the AC to get into the playoffs. The AC team would need to defeat Team B once, and Team B, uh, the ninth-ranked seed, would have to defeat Team A two times in a row. Ooh, that's tough. So the ninth-ranked seed got to win two games to get into the playoffs. But if they win those two games, they can make it into the playoffs. Let's let me say the uh, the uh, the teams that are making it in, and then we'll get you guys' thoughts. We'll break down who we think is going to make it. So in the East, we have Milwaukee at one, Toronto at two, Boston at three, Miami at four, Indiana at five, Pace uh, 76ers at six, Brooklyn at seven, Orlando at eight, and the Wizards at ninth. In the West, we have the Lakers at one, Clippers at two, Nuggets at three, Utah at four, Oklahoma City at five, Houston at six, Dallas at seven, Memphis at eight, Portland at nine, New Orleans at 10, Sacramento at 11, San Antonio at 12 and Phoenix at 13. The East, okay, before we even break into this, what do y'all think of the format, Justin? How do you feel about this this new form, this 22-game format situation? I like the format. Uh, I like that they're doing something different. It's like a slight change, but nothing major. But, I mean, it's showing respect to, you know, the season has been uh, away for a while. So they're kind of switching things up. So I like it. 100%. Uh, Schubert, how do you feel about this whole new 22-game situation? I think it's it's all right. Um, 
we're going to get to see some teams get their shot to getting into the playoffs. So I think that's a good in a sense, but I really feel like what we're fighting for is some, for someone to get swept in the first round. And I think that's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. So uh, you mean like uh, these te- these eighth ranked seeds are going to have well, to fight really you know, just get swept? The Magic and the Wizards are not going to beat the Bucks. Facts. And the fi- and the five teams fighting for the West are not going to beat the Lakers. How far are the Lakers ahead of the Clippers? Uh, well, how far are the Lakers? Ahead like of in terms of in terms of record, like could the Clippers become the number one seed by the end of this eight, these eight games? That's a good question. I'm not sure how far I know. I'm not sure how far they are, but I think they'll eventually face each other in the final. Oh well, yeah. Final. We will. We will get to that. I'm just trying to. I'm just. I'm just trying to see if. But you're you're right. I, uh, some teams will get swept in the uh, in the West, but some teams I think would would at least put up a maybe not a fighting chance, but at least get one to two games. And and that I mean that's true. But hey, man, as we get more basketball, so let's talk about the East real quick. Do we think that? Uh, do we feel that the Wizards will get to that playoff game? Because we were talking a little bit off air, and I agree with what you said off air, Schubert, about I think the East is set right now as it is. Yeah, Orlando's been playing really good basketball at the end of the season. So I don't know. Again, anything could change. Because once we get off the hiatus, you know, we turn around and uh, Bradley Beal and John Wall could could do something. Or is John Wall done? He's done for the year, huh? Um, is John Wall coming? I know Kevin Durant was like, nah, I'm not playing, bro. John Wall should not come back. John Wall. Not really to the next season. Hmm, let's see. He doesn't play the entire season. I mean, you come back for a little while. Then, 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 yeah, I would go with the Magic. I think the Magic just have enough good players in comparison to Wizards. You know, Aaron Gordon, Isaac, Vujicic, however you say his name. Yeah, the Let's, Wizards have Bradley Bill, so. I'm trying to see. Uh, I he I don't think he's gonna come back, but he I may. Doubt I doubt it as well. But like he may. He hasn't. It's not like Kevin Durant, where Kevin Durant outright was like, "Nah, I'm not coming back." He said maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess if I'm him, y- y'all are coming back. Y- the the season starts. The next season starts at Christmas time. Like, just wait. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no point you going to the AC. You you coming in as, as the AC. They aren't beating the, they aren't beating the Bucks. I mean, John I mean, look, if John Wall was fully healthy, if him and Bradley Beal were fully healthy, I don't know, man. Giannis, Giannis has Giannis and that team hasn't shown enough. Rory Hachimura. It's still a chemistry <laughs> thing too, though, Lyndon. It's still a chemistry. True. Like the Bucks, they have chemistry. The or the uh, the Wizards, John Wall coming back. It may throw things off. Like they'll put up a fight, but I think the chemistry won't be there. No, that's true. Look, I like I said, I don't I think Orlando's making the eighth ranked seed. Out of the East, who do you think has the best shot of winning this because of getting rest and being ready to go? I honestly, my two sleepers, I think let me just say this to get this out of the way. I think for Boston to win, Jason Tatum has to be the superstar player that he was playing before the game stopped. I don't know if he can do that throughout the playoffs, but if he does, that will put him at star status and it will show why he's at the elevation that he is. I think the teams who have the best chance of winning this due to everything that's happened is number one, Toronto, and number two, Miami. I think Toronto's cohesiveness as a team and 
and the way they were playing before it's left, I think they have a good shot to win. The thing that concerns me about Toronto is Pascal Siakam, a true star. Can he get it done in the playoffs when defense is zero in on him? And that's what's going to be shown. Miami has Jimmy Butler. I, I believe my guy, the rookie heroes coming back. Bam out of bio. They're going to be healthy. And I like what Miami had when that team was fully healthy. They have a star. It's all just going to be Ken Hero be that second option, third option, and get his points in. Ken Bam Adebayo show why he was an all-star. Jimmy Butler's going to come out. And I think Miami and Toronto are my two favorites out of the East right now. Justin, who are you liking out of the East with this new format? I mean, I think the favorite, you made some good points, some great points. But I think the favorite is, is still Milwaukee. And I think because they have the best player in the East, which is Giannis. But then again, all these other teams like the Raptors, the Heat, they have great teams also. Jimmy Butler isn't bad. Oh, you got uh, Kyle Lowry. So those teams are all good. But I still think that the Bucks, they're a good team, but they have the best player in, in the NBA, which is Giannis. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a dog fight, but I still think that they're still the favorite to come out the East. They're the favorite. I just, I'm, I'm just not, I don't think they're going to do it because I just feel like until Giannis Antetokounmpo, when they zero in on him, if he can hit that 15 foot jumper, then they'll win. But until he shows me he can hit that, I don't have him winning. And Chris Middleton's not the guy that can pick up that slack. I don't believe it. Well, my counter question to you then, Lyndon, is who on Toronto and Miami could stop him? I think... No, uh, it, I, you do him like LeBron. You can't stop him. You slow him down. And I think putting different bodies, like with Miami, for example, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, throwing those big bodies at him would definitely help. I think with Toronto, throwing Pascal Siakam, uh, Gasol, uh, a mixture of those bigs at him would help slow him down. The, the thing is, is not to stop him. It's can Chris Middleton, can Eric Bledsoe, can those guys pick up the slack and get them over the hump because this guy's Giannis is going to get 20 points, but can those other guys step up and elevate their games? And that's who I don't believe in. Whereas I believe in Fred Van Vliet. I believe in Kyle Lowry. I believe in the guys on Toronto because they've done it. They've shown me in the playoffs. They lifted Kawhi when he was down Miami. That's the team that has to show as well. But I just like the cohesion that they have. Toronto's my favorite out of the East. If I'm being 100, like they're the number one team in my opinion, who I think can make it back to the finals. I just I mean, think, yeah, go ahead. I just think that the way that you made another good point, if he, he has to learn how to shoot, shoot his shot, which he has been getting better at. He has been, he has shown, shown improvement, but I think that the Bucks has have also recognized that and they've built the team to favor his style of play. They've, they have. They've, around him. they've allowed very spacing. But so, can those shooters knock down those shots in, the, in those playoff moments? Exactly. So it's going to be up to them. And I think Chris, Chris Milton is big time. I don't think he's a superstar. I really think that he could be a star in the playoffs. He's a proven scorer. He can score from, you know, all three levels. So I think they have enough to make it to the, to the finals, but Toronto is a very good team. Very 100%. And they fight. That's what I, and they play defense. Yeah. So they make shots too. So Toronto, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. But I think Giannis, you know, he has it figured out. His his shooting isn't there, but I think they have the team, of, the right team around him, and he's playing his game. So I think if everyone plays their role or play like they're supposed to play, I think they should make it out the East. Shoot, who's your you, favorite? Out the, oh, go ahead. You can say what you Do you still have that list of the seating, like if it was today? 
If it was today, Milwaukee's four. one. That's what I just want to know is four. Miami's four. That's why it's a tough, it's a tough out for him. But I mean, Toronto would have well, to play Boston. Who's too, five? So. Five is the Pacers. Okay, well, yeah. So I think Miami get so you're you're pretty much saying it's gonna be the Bucks would play if it was this, whoever might magic, magic, uh Miami, and then the winner of probably two three, which is uh Toronto and Boston. Boston. Yep. Yeah, so, so I mean, like the, the one team that we haven't mentioned anything about is Boston, and I really do think that Boston, every with you know all the names that they have on their team is dangerous. It's on no a, Boston's on a great. given night, you know. So it just they, depends on what they what happens. They're my third. They're my third favorite team. Like Miami's only second because mm-hmm. they're my dark horse. But I, if we're being honest, Boston really truly should be my second. My thing with Boston is is Jason Tatum that guy? If Jason Tatum's that guy then Boston has a damn good shot at making it to the finals because Jalen Brown's going to play tough defense. He's going to hit his shots. You have Gordon Hayward, who is a veteran. You have Marcus Smart, who's a veteran. You have Kimba Walker, who's a veteran. And it's like, Jason Tatum, as long as he can be that guy, Boston is more talented, in my opinion, than Toronto and Milwaukee. And I, That's what I'm thinking. I think Boston is more exciting than all those other teams, too. Facts? No, I – look – but y- y'all, y- y'all have convinced me to go with my my brain instead of my gut. Boston is my second ranked team behind Toronto, just because I'm giving respect to the champs. But Boston, arguably, is the most talented team in the East. The question is, who's their star? Because it, because Kimba is a good Kimba's a great player. He should be their second option. They need Tatum to be their one because when Tatum's their one, they dominate teams. When Kimba's the one, games are close. I think they, they both have to, have to be, you know, a one-two punch. <laughs> no, 100%. Like, don't get it twisted. Kimba has to be Robin, but it's like they gotta they both got to do their thing. Yeah. You know, you the, one, the one thing that we have to also, also put in consideration is because this is a gym environment, does that provide opportunities for a team like Miami who can Can't come in and the brick. play? That, doesn't, that's doesn't why they're my third. worry about any sort of home field advantage. No one's really paying attention to him. You know, having Andre Iguodala on, in that group is... is big. You know, is big, even though he's not going to be, like, the most giant player for the team. But when your shooting guard line is Jimmy Butler, Iguodala, Tyler Hero, I think you're doing something. And you could play... You could go at some point in the game, Jimmy Butler, Hero, Iguodala, Bam Adebayo, and insert Goran Dragic, Kenrick Nunn, whichever guard is hot at the moment. Or insert a big... Like, that team is versatile. That's why Miami's my third, because it's like they're a Swiss Army knife. If they get the right combination or the right different combinations, they have a tool for every job. And they they have the pieces to win. Whereas teams like Philly, teams like Milwaukee, their stars are limited and they rely on play of others. And can those others come to play? With Philly, Joel Embiid's going to be there, but can Ben Simmons be that guy? Antetokounmpo is going to come, but can Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe be those guys? And it's like, I don't have faith in either situation, whereas I'm going with the teams that play defense, have solid, have solid, solid depth in shooting with Toronto, Boston, and Miami. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, with, with the 76ers, do we think they have any sort of shot? I guess they would play probably Boston or Toronto in the first round. So I think it'd be kind of difficult for them. And I, yeah, I think that's hard for them either with any, any one of those teams. They might need to try and win up to five if they can. Yeah. To, to beat, to get to the Pacers so they to, can to play get to uh, the Pacers or the Heat. Yeah. And those are probably the only two teams that they could beat. You know, I agree with that because I don't think they're beating Milwaukee, Toronto, or Boston. I honestly feel like there's not really a, a true favor in the East. I really feel like, you know, everyone's like the top teams, like everyone's really, really equal. Yeah, they're they're like in the same tiers. Yeah, in the same tiers. Like, I really feel like anyone can be beat. Like, it's not like they're just so much better than someone else. I really think, and I think the East playoffs is going to be good because of how even it is. But they're all good teams, but there's no dominant team. So I, I think that'll make for a good playoff series. No, I'm with y'all. I'm I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that at all. Let's jump to the West where things are a little more difficult and we have to look at schedules. So we got the Lakers at one, the Clippers at two, the Nuggets at three, the Jazz at four, Oklahoma City at five, Houston at six, Dallas at seven, Memphis at eight, Portland at nine, Pelicans at ten, Sacramento at eleven, Spurs at twelve, Phoenix at thirteen. Schubert, how many games do the Pelicans have to win? You, you said you know the situation. They have to win five. And how many do, does Memphis – oh, well, Memphis is going to lose two because of us. Uh, how many does Portland have to lose? I don't know all that. I just know the Pelicans won. As long as the Pelicans win five, we're, good, we're in good situation. We're, they got a shot to play in the Get play-in. Get play yeah. game. Yeah, okay. So, let's, let's – I think that's definitely going to be the play-in game. Let's talk about the Pelicans first, and then we'll talk about the rest of the West. So the Pelicans play the Kings, the Jazz, the Clippers, the Spurs, the Grizzlies, the Kings, the Magic. So the Pelicans beat the Kings, beat the Spurs, beat the Grizzlies, beat the Kings, beat the Grizzlies, beat the Magic. I think if the Pelicans can get one of those Clippers or Jazz games, we're in the play-in. And the thing is with the Spurs – LaMarcus Aldridge isn't playing. He just got hurt. The Spurs are decimated right now. I don't think the Grizzlies are as good as the Grizzlies fan base are saying, and that's why they're arguing right now because they feel that why should we have to have a playing game? The Grizzlies should just make the playoffs. We did well. It's like they know their team is not – they know they shouldn't be the AC. They know their team is not that good. I think we could beat the Kings, and I think we could beat the Magic. The Pelicans will – Justin said it a long time ago, but I think the Pelicans are making the playoffs this year, man. I think they will be in the play-in game. Now, whether they play the Grizzlies or the Trailblazers, they're going to – I think the Pelicans are one of those teams. I think the league wants to see that. And I think the Pelicans will win that play-in game either way because if you look up at the rosters, let's look at the rosters of the Grizzlies. Let's look at the rosters of the Trailblazers first. Well, while you're doing that, like I'll say that the thing about the Pelicans being in this situation, especially with the teams that you name that they're playing, is they played well against all of those teams, uh, except the Clippers. You know, the Clippers is probably like a guaranteed loss, but it also depends on how the Clippers are playing because they're they know they're in. Yep. And, and they I, might try to rest. They might try and rest, exactly. I, even though they've been resting for a while. But you know, and the Pelicans have played the Jazz three times this season. First one 120-128 Jazz back when the Pelicans were playing without Zion. And then June, uh, January 6th, the Jazz beat the Pelicans by two. And then in January 16th, the Pelicans beat them in overtime. So they've been playing the Jazz pretty hard all season long. So I think that that's a game that they could steal. No, look, man, it, it just it looks right. Let me look at the schedule of the Pelicans this past season so I can tell you 
about some of the games they played. So, okay, so they beat like they beat the Trailblazers, they beat the Suns, uh, they beat they beat the Grizzlies every time they, they played. They beat the Trailblazers sure. twice. I want to say they might. I, I feel like they beat they beat the Trailblazers. They beat the Trailblazers every time they played them. They beat the hold on. Who else they play? Grizzlies. Let's see. They beat the Grizzlies once. They beat the Grizzlies. They beat the Grizzlies the other two times they played them. Like all the like Schubert said, all these teams the Pelicans are going against, they have won. If you look at the roster of Portland, Portland is has CJ McCullum, Dame, uh, I guess they'll start Hassan Whiteside and I uh and Mello in uh, and I don't know who the it whatever. Trevor Ariza. So let's say it's Hassan Whiteside, Mello, Dame, CJ McCullum, Trevor Ariza. Old Old, old, old team. You look at the Pelicans, how they match up against that. Center-wise, uh, you can say, okay, maybe they're, they're a little small on the center-wise. But look, let's. so you got Derek Favors to go up against Hassan Whiteside. That's solid. Uh, Drew Holiday and Lonzo Ball, who are defensive studs, to lock up C.J. McCollum and Drew Holiday. I mean, to lock up C.J. McCollum and Dame Lillard, which we've seen Drew Holiday has done in the past playoff. Josh Hart coming off the bench to add another defensive guy. You got Brandon Ingram going up against Trevor Ariza. I like B.I. in that matchup. I like Drew Holiday against C.J. McCollum. And I love, 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 because when they played Portland and Melo had to guard him, Melo couldn't do shit with him. You see the jersey. You see I'm repping him. The young bull, Zion Williamson, baby. I think, I look, I think the Pellies are going to make the playoffs. Justin, am I crazy? You're the one who said it at first. You are not, man. You said a mouthful. But the main thing I really like is that Drew Holiday, uh, Drew Holiday and Lonzo, but I, I really like Drew because of defense. And I think he can guard. I think Lonzo, Lonzo, he won't lock up. Uh, Lillard, but I think he could he, lock up McCollum. I think he could guard McCollum, and I think I, I know like uh, we've already seen uh, Drew Holiday guard uh, Lillard, so I think he has kind of that down pack. And then I just think that the that the Pelicans are a well-rounded team. They have a bench, they're hot, they're young, and they have a dominant player in Zion who's looking to make a name for himself. And then if you look at the Grizzlies roster compared to the Pellies, the Grizzlies have, uh, so I'm guessing they, their starters are John Morant, Jonas Valanciunas, Jaron Jackson, or, or do they start Kyle Anderson? I'm, I'm pretty sure they start Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson, Jonas Valanciunas, John Morant, Dylan Brooks, and I don't know who the other guy is. I guess maybe Josh Jackson, or maybe they go Kyle Anderson. Either way, they are a really big team, but they're not a fast team. I think Drew Holiday will eat John Morant's lunch on defense and show him welcome to the league, Rook. And then Lon, nobody's gonna, nobody on that team could guard Brandon Ingram, and nobody on that team can guard Zion. They, we will beat both the, the Memphis and the, and the Trailblazers. And notice, I haven't said shit about the other teams like uh, Sacramento, San Antonio, or Phoenix, because I don't think those teams have a shot to make, get to the play-in game. Well, they don't play the Trailblazers. Oh, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about play-in game. I'm talking about just playoffs in general. Get, yeah. So, yeah. I, think the play, uh, I think the Pelicans make it, man. The team that I think that everyone's kind of mentioned that they wouldn't want to get in at all, but is also super dangerous, is the Spurs. And I do You don't think remember- the LaMarcus Aldridge energy, uh, injury affects that? 
I think it does. But I think that a lot of cases I had seen in the season, the Spurs had been that pesky team that would catch a win when he didn't expect it. And I think that that's something that they could really do here in this scenario with all the time off Popovich has had time to study and so, yeah. build up plans. And, you know, he's and I'm sure a really he knew great Aldridge coach. Wasn't going to be there this whole time. I'm sure he knew that. So he probably has a system in place. I think now that we said the Pelicans are in there, I think this playoff is going to be the most important playoff for this team, for the Houston Rockets. I think, if Houston has any chance to win it, it's this year with the system that they, they have enough rest. It's such a close system. They can move up a little bit in ranks because right now they are one, two, three, four, five, six. So they're six. They would have to play the Lakers to get to the Western Conference Finals. No, no, uh, they have to play. Yeah, no, they, have to they play the Lakers. They have to play the Clippers to go they to the to Finals. Play the Clippers, yeah. Ooh, but man. Who would, they, who would they have to play in the first round? First round. Who's three? Three is the Nuggets. The Nuggets. I think they can win that. I think they could be the Nuggets. I mean, that's a killer series right there. That's a, that's, that's the one that's I want to watch. That's a good one. So first, uh, it would be Lakers versus Pellies, Clippers versus uh, Dallas, Denver versus Houston, and then OKC versus Utah. I think Utah wins that. OKC had a great regular season. Chris Paul did a good job, but I just see. Utah winning that unless Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari play lights out. Justin, who you got winning Utah uh OKC? I got the Jazz. Yeah, the Jazz. Yeah, I'm with I got the Jazz. Oh shoot, but you got OKC with Chris Paul and, and Danilo. I think we're forgetting what kind of spurred this whole having to restart the season. Oh, it was Chris Paul too. Uh well, no, I'm talking about the jazz and the coronavirus issues. Mm. What's the chemistry like in the locker room? Are they going to, oh, yeah. how are they going to feel like being yeah. down there together? Like, are they going to be good to play with each other? Is this Donovan Mitchell thing with this rift with Gobert? Is this, is this something that, you know, is, 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 it, is it something? And I mean, with they're playing five, they're playing the OKC team who's really kind of rallied around Chris Paul. Close. And, and Chris Paul begged for this to come back. Yeah. Uh, damn. I changed my pick. I'm going to OKC. I'm going OKC because yeah. Utah has issues right now. Yeah, I mean, I think OKC has a really good shot at at least getting through that round. I mean, they're not going to go to the finals. True. Yeah, no. They're, they're not. But I mean, I, th- I think, round. like I was saying with the Jazz and Pelicans, like I feel like the Jazz have a shot at losing a lot of these games in, in the mix. So, like, I don't even know if they'll be seated where, they're at at, right now. where they are at. Hmm, but, okay, so let's do – because Utah does have Mike Conley, but it didn't – it never really clicked in. Mike Conley had to come off the bench – but I think OKC, if I'm arguing for OKC, Shea Gilgis has is emerged. Chris Paul is Chris Paul. And Danilo Gallinari and Steven Adams, that's a solid four. And if you're Utah, you put up Donovan Mitchell, Gobert, Ingles, and Conley, I think I'm going with the veteran Chris Paul. Justin, I switch sides. You argue for Utah. It's not bad. It's not, it's not you know, it's, it's, it's not bad that you switch sides. I think it's going to go seven games. Honestly, I think that both both teams are, are are good, but something is just telling me to pick the something. The jazz. The Jazz. No, I'm not. I I'm not mad like, at that. It, it, it would be a big testament to Quinn Snyder. It would be, and it would, and honestly, Donovan Mitchell needs to win this to show he's a star. Yeah, and also I think Mike Conley is slept on. I think he's he's gonna have a big series. He needs it too to to put, show why he's still you know why he's should never be considered underrated because right now oh, we forgot about that man, Joe Ingles. 
Yeah, Joe Ingles is there, but like I, I think Dan- I, I got Danilo over Joe Ingles. Danilo oh. Gallinari is a baller. Joe Ingles has the handle that no, I got Joe Ingles over over uh, over Gallo over <laughs> the over the uh, hit him with the uh, pull up. Oh no, the, uh, Gallo's a baller, bro. Uh uh-uh. uh, and then Steven Adams ago. and then Steven Adams is way more physical than uh Gobert. They even. They, they're both shot blockers. Gobert is going to get pumped. Gobert is more of a shot blocker. Steven Adams is physical. So, you rather, you rather Adams over uh, Gobert? Because Adams can at least give me a bucket. Gobert can't do shit on offense. Tall for oh, nothing. Man. Tall right. for nothing. He's great. He's good on defense. He blocks That's shots. it. That's all. Steven Adams can give me blocks, too. I, I'm going OKC. All right. Let's, uh, Justin has Utah. Schubert has OKC. All right. Let's jump to... Uh, let's talk Houston, Denver. Is is anybody that think Denver can win that? Oh, of course. Argue for the Denver side. No. What? Oh, you going? You you going Houston? For Houston. Yeah, I'm, I'm Houston as well. Uh, Shoot, well, you argue for the Denver side. That's all right. Um, oh my goodness. Den- Denver has been probably one of the more complete teams throughout the season. Being a top three seed is really you know kind of proves that as well. Uh, Playing Houston, the issue is that there's not they don't really have anyone who can guard Westbrook jo- or Jokic. well Houston doesn't have anybody or Harden. That's true. Well, uh, yeah, well they, they don't have anyone who can guard Jokic. But how much, how many uh, twos can beat Harden shooting three after three after three? So <laughs> that's a big fact. And look for Denver, Jamal Murray has to show that he's the second best player on that team. Because we do not know who the second best player is on Denver because we don't know who's emerged. With Houston, this is Russell Westbrook and James Harden's time to prove what they have. James Harden, be the one, be the star of this team. You now have backup to get you through the first two to three quarters so you can ball out in the fourth. Because we've seen in past playoffs, James Harden disappears in the fourth quarter. Now Russell Westbrook take over those games in the beginning. James Harden finish them off. And there's not many duos that can say they're better than Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Not many out there in the league. Justin, what do you think about Houston? I think that the, uh, the, the most, the most pressure is on West. In, in the, in oh, that, it is on Houston. That the most pressure is on Houston because, you know, they got Westbrook and they also switched their entire style. They, 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 uh, they trade Capella so they got more spacing for Westbrook. Yep. It's Harden, Westbrook, Covington, so, Tucker, and House. Exactly. So the team, it's a small team, but it's built around how they play the game of basketball. So they can't say that they didn't have this or they didn't have that. No, they got everything. They got everything that they that, that fits their, their style of play. So I think that is really, you know, what you guys going to do. Yeah, Fresh and look, they have they, Jeff Green and Tyson yeah. Chandler to throw at Jokic if it becomes necessary. Yeah. But I just think that, you know, it's it's a, a series that I think people are saying that the more pressure is on Houston than definitely than is. So no, I, I agree with that because it's like it's this is your chance, Harden and Westbrook, to show why y'all y'all deserve the recognition y'all have been getting, why y'all are stars, y'all wanted to be together, y'all are together, make it work. And it's like Denver should not be an obstacle to y'all. Y'all shouldn't see an obstacle until the next round when y'all have to play the cl- the Clippers. That's when the that's when it's like, all right, now shit should be serious. I think the Denver series is going to be good. It could go seven games, but 
if you're asking me my honest opinion, I think Russell Westbrook and James Harden should handle business. They shouldn't be stressed at this series. This this is early in the this is early in the game. They they should be stressed about the Clippers. Now Denver is a good team, but you can't sleep on Denver. I'm not saying sleep on them. You got to take them serious. But it's like I wouldn't be nervous about this series if I'm them. I'm taking it serious, but it's like nah. It's time to show who Russell Westbrook and James Harden is. Yeah, yeah. they they shouldn't be slept on. But they no, one hundred percent. So I got Houston. Justin has Houston. Shuba, do you have? Yeah, I have Houston. Uh, the du- the duo of Westbrook Harden is just so strong. But, you know, two d- way different styles, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Okay, so next up we got Dallas and the Clippers. Man, this I've, I I'm I, there's no way I can argue for Dallas. I wish Dallas was the sixth seed. I wish Dallas. They was- still can be. I wish Dallas. I hope Dallas makes it to a, another seed besides they are because if Dallas makes it to the sixth, fifth, or fourth seed, they're making it to the they're making it to the next round. De, they uh, they have Chris, a pretty tough stretch in their eight games though. They got to yeah. play the Bucks, Jazz, Rockets, Suns, Clippers, Kings, Blazers. They better hope they don't Suns fall. Again. Like so, I mean, they, you can get two wins over the Suns, and that's it. Like they better hope they well, don't Kings. fall. Kings, yeah, three, but Rockets, Blazers. Jazz. And Clippers are going to be hard. But I love the Bucks. the Gobert, I mean, not Gobert, the Porzingis-Doncic duo. I think they were finally meshing. I think Porzingis was finally getting his legs under him. I really like Doncic and, and what they do, but the Clippers are so good, man. It's, it's time for the Clippers' time to shine. Like, it's, this is why you put that team together. Y'all, y'all have a, a team full of studs. I mean, the, the Clippers roster added Markeith Morris to an already – Ball and roster, Kawhi, Paul George, Joe Kim Noah, Marcus Morris, Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly, Reggie Jackson, Zubach, Shamit, Jamichael Green, Patrick Peterson. There's no way this team should lose. There's no way this team should lose. Yeah, not to the Mavericks. It won't be easy, but like Justin, come on, that's a team full of hoop. Like that's a defense that that might be one of the best defensive teams we've seen in a long time. I agree. That's like, a good defensive team. Pat Bev, Paul George, Kawhi, and and Harold or Mark or Morris or Joe Kim. Like any person you put at the big, and then you throw Landry Shamit in there, shooter three and D type guy. That that the Clippers team is, is tough. Uh, how many games does uh, does Dallas get in that series? One. One game. Yeah. I, yeah. One. That's it. At most. At most two. And I don't even really I'm two is me being a Doncic fan and giving it to him, but I think Kawhi is gonna lock in on Doncic or Porzingis, or I'm not Porzingis or uh or uh Paul George is gonna lock in on Doncic and that's gonna slow him down because my argument for Dallas was always they don't have a second creator to create scoring for the team besides Doncic. So without that, they're gonna be in trouble because Tim Hardaway can't do that. Schubert knows about Tim. <laughs> yeah, they would shoot the ball very well from three. If they it, want to compete against uh, against the Clippers, they got to shoot the ball very well. Yeah, no, I got the Clippers winning in like either four or five. Yeah, the thing with this new format is we don't we don't necessarily have to give a team like the Mavericks a gimme game because there's no home field home court yep. advantage. So it's not like oh well you know they'll lose the first two, but when they go back to Dallas, 
Yep. You know, no. I mean, now it's just the same environment. It's every just playing night, ball. So it's like it. AAU. You're out there. Yeah. Play. Let's go. Like that's just this feels like an AAU thing. They're going to Disney World. That's like honestly, if, if I'm an NBA player, this is kind of cool. Because it's neutral site. It's yeah. Not, it's neutral. So it's like it's no. It doesn't matter. It's about skill. And then with no crowd, it's really about skill. Do you yeah. think it'll get park bally in the sense of how physical it is? How, but I mean that's the NBA. The of NBA course. is definitely like, like they're, they're, at the end of the day, they they're still playing for an NBA championship. True, fans and no fans is gonna get physical. True, they're playing for a ring. I didn't ask y'all this before, but do y'all think they should? Because they're talking about putting fake crowd noise in there. I don't know if they should do that. <laughs> you can pipe it in the broadcast. You would want them ESPN to do that. Uh, no, but I mean, I know that that's what some people do. Yeah, that's, you know, that's even true. even now. True. No, you're right. Oh, so uh, fake in the NBA. Me neither. So I got the. So we all got the Clippers winning. All right, let's talk Lakers Pelis. We know the Lakers are gonna win. I think the Pelicans get two games on them. I got no. Pelis in seven, baby. Oh, <laughs> you lying? Oh, no, okay. I I think the Pelicans get two okay. games on them. What do you think, Justin? It's too crazy. Two games on, on the Lakers. Lakers are a good team. Pelicans are a good team. They getting one. Yeah, the Pelicans at least getting one. I, I I think they they can get one, but I think that the Lakers are, that, that that the Lakers are trying to handle business. Yeah, they are well rested. Schubert, you yeah, think the Lakers sweeping? I mean, it's just one of those things where I can only tell you what I saw with my own eyes. And when I watched the Pelicans play the Lakers with my own eyes, the Lakers, they, I mean, they couldn't stop them. I had no answer for LeBron. They, he's he's going to score 30 points a night, maybe triple doubles every night. And that is it's going to be a done deal. No, I, I don't think the Pelicans have a shot at winning. I'm just, I just think they'll get one to two games, but we could, we could get off of that. We get off of that. Cause the, the Lakers going to win that. I, I it's just, Man, I would love to see Zion get one on Anthony Davis. Just get one, one or two on him, and just walk off the court, look, and just mean mug, and just leave. Like, yeah, I'm the future. I say I'll give him one, but it's gonna be a four or five game series. Yeah, I'm uh, look. I'm I'm going five game series, five six at best, which would be dope. Letting the Pels get two. I think. Look for the Pels to win. You got to contain LeBron, and somebody besides Drew Holiday has to guard LeBron. It has to be Brandon Ingram. It has like y'all got to double team him. We got to send people at him. Shit, maybe sometimes we could get Zion on him, get a big body. Like we need multiple bodies on Bron, and then run run up and down the court, run him. But my thing is LeBron's well rested, so Pelicans have no shot in this. All right, let's do the next round. The Lakers would play who? Schubert, which seed? They would play four or five. Four or five, so that would be OKC. I got the Lakers winning. I got now. Nah, I can see the Lakers sweeping the next round. I don't think OKC getting two games. Or the Jazz, yeah. Yeah, or the Jazz, yeah. So that one hundred percent. And so the Clippers take on Houston. How many games does that go? And do, does Houston have a shot? I think it goes seven. Think it goes seven. Yeah. How many games does it go, Justin? Oh, it, it better go seven. Does Houston have a shot at beating the Clippers? I think they got a better duo. Mm. I think they do. It's just, I mean, okay, that's a good, that's a good debate. But I think that the that the Clippers have a better all all around team. So True. even if the duo is better, the team is still better. So I think I it's seven games, but I think the Clippers take that in seven. I think the I Clippers think coaching take... is the same. Mm. Da, 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 you making some good. You making some interesting points right now. 
I, I think the Clippers win in six. I like Doc more as a coach than D'Antoni because D'Antoni's never got – can't get it done in the playoffs. Is the duo better? Hmm. I, I don't trust Paul George in big game playoffs right now. That's true. Okay. All right. I, I'll give you the duo. I'm not giving you coaching. But like Justin said, the Clippers team is better. The Clippers is better at a defensive team. And Paul George might not be better offensively, but shit, he'll be able to guard either James Harden or Russell Westbrook. And – Patrick Beverly or guard the other. And we're going we're gonna to see them in for a long night. I got the Clippers winning in six. Uh, Justin got the Clippers winning in seven. Schubert, what you got? Uh, I got the Clippers winning in seven. Um, at the end of the day, it's going to be what always happens with Harden is he gets too tired at the end of the series. There really isn't a lot of people behind him that I feel confident and will be able to make up for him no. being off the floor. You know, Air Gordon I feel a little bit okay with. Um, but but after that, it's who? I mean, Austin Rivers and Austin Rivers in a game against his dad. For who knows his weakness? Which is yeah, which who knows his weakness, and also in a serious situation, I always or anytime he plays against his dad, I feel like he tries to overdo it, overcompensate. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I could see him. I could see them getting in an argument, him getting kicked out of the game. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's just the kind of thing that happens with him. Justin, you got Clippers in seven, right? I got Clippers in seven, but I, I think the the pressure the pressure is gonna be on. Uh, of course, you know it's on Houston. This whole playoffs. But I think like the team they have to make threes. Like they live and die by a three. And yeah. I think built to make threes. So if they're making their, their three point shots and Harden is it's an offensive driven team. And I so, think more so than Denver, which is crazy because Denver has a true center. The Clippers are going to bang in the paint. And then I think the Clippers are going to go to the hole and can the Houston small ball lineup stop the physicality of, of the Clippers? Because the Clippers are going to give it to Montrez Harrell inside. Uh, Kawhi is going to post up. Paul George is going to post up. Shit, we might even see Patrick Beverly post up. They are going to attack the paint. And I don't know if Houston can is physical enough on defense to stop that. Well, I would say is that uh, that – all the guys that, that you had named, the Paul Jars and Matre Harrells, those aren't very big guys. True. You know, like, 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 they aren't 6'11". They're 6'8", 6'9". 6'10", at most, yeah. Market, you know, so they could kind of match up with, you know, it won't be so much dominant down low, but they do have an inside presence. Yeah. So I that, think it's, it's a pretty even matchup with, you know, the perimeter play and slightly inside play goes to the Clippers. The Clippers. It's more, more perimeter than... The inside game. No, I, I can, I can, I can definitely feel that. So then we got the Lakers meeting the Clippers in the finals. Justin, I'll start with you. Who you got? Be honest. We, we want honesty. Clippers and Lakers. I'm have. I, I'll have to go with with the. Uh, come back, come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Schubert, who you got? Right, let me see who who I want. Uh, well, I, I mean, I got the Clippers. I think it's really just comes down to players. Uh, you know, LeBron is going to be LeBron, but I think that they have enough that's going to be able to, you know, keep him at bay to an extent. I mean, he's still going to be putting up the same numbers. They have more but bodies the main thing to throw is at like him. For, they have bodies to throw at Anthony Davis, too, which is the other issue with, like, a lot of teams in the playoffs is that, sure, you know, you throw your bodies at LeBron, but or you also got to throw bodies at Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis, too. Yeah. So, you know, the Clippers have enough for, uh, from power forward and center perspective to be able to throw out physical players and then have having Patrick Beverly be your your physical player that 
on the perimeter. Uh, and the perimeter will be able to kind of uh, be the bully on Rondo, Green, Bradley. And shoot, he even put, chase, he can play on LeBron. He can chase LeBron on the perimeter and then double team him when he gets inside. I like the Clippers a lot, man. I think the Clippers are making it to the finals. My thing is this. Anthony Davis has to show me. LeBron's going to be him. Like we said with Middleton, like we said with Ben Simmons. Anthony Davis has not been in the playoffs, but twice. He's won one game. I need to show show me that you're that guy in the playoffs. He'll get his points, but like Schubert said, they're going to have Montrez, Health, Montrez Harrell thrown at him. Anthony, Anthony Davis has bad games against Montrez Harrell. They're going to have Zubach. They're going to have Marcus Morris. They're going to have Joakim Noah. They got those guys for this matchup. Can LeBron shut down Paul George or Kawhi? Also, you got to think, the Clippers, you have Paul George, Kawhi, and Lou Williams, three legitimate creators and scorers. Landry Shamit as a shooter, that's more than the Lakers have. I'm sorry, Kuzma's not doing shit on offense. It's LeBron and Anthony Davis, and if LeBron and Anthony Davis don't do it, nobody's going to do it on the Lakers. I'm going depth. I'm going star power. I'm going defense, defense, defense. I have the Clippers winning in seven. Okay, I'm ready. Go ahead. All right, I'm going Lakers in seven. Mm. And the reason why I'm going Lakers in seven, Bron's having the MVP year. Uh, He has another star in Anthony Davis. I think that duo is better than the Clippers duo. Now, Kawhi is a hell of a player. He's a hell, hell, hell. He, he's he's a great player, but I think that the duo is better than is better than, than the Clippers. And what about the team? How do you argue the Lakers' depth? I think I think Bron has what he normally normally when LeBron James has what he needs, he'll win. Unless if it's just like you know, they're going up against a Warriors team where he was just you no know, outnumbered. He had the rank, but I think it's the even playing field. Like look, the Lakers have LeBron, AD. Caruso, Kuzma, Deion Waiters, Howard, Markeith Morris, Danny Green, Rondo, Avery Bradley. That's in the against the. All right, let me pull up the Clippers. I'm just I'm just arguing roster right now because I am mad at your pick of the Lakers because like the Lakers are good. AD and LeBron have shown that. But versus Kawhi, Paul George, Marcus, Joe Kim, Montrez, Lou William, Patrick Beverly, I think Reggie Jackson is huge in this series. In the Lakers series in particular. Like, that's another scorer and another creator. Landry Shamit, 3 and D. Jermichael Green, 3 and D. And Patrick Peterson, another 3 and D. Man, that Reggie Jackson signing is huge for this Lakers game. Because now, now to me, you have four guys that can create in Reggie Jackson, Lou Will, Paul George, and Kawhi. Whereas the Lakers only have to create LeBron. Honestly, LeBron, because Anthony Davis isn't a creator. But like Anthony Davis is a score. I'll give it. I'll give you Davis. Well, but like who? But that's else? how you play if you're the Lakers. LeBron mm-hmm. is your creator. You you have to op- open yourself up for LeBron, and they have sh- people who can find themselves in the corner. Kuzma, um, you trusting Kuz? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm saying like Bradley Green and Dudley are all guys that are gonna get in the corner and shoot. Yeah. No, Brad. I'm 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 more Bradley and Green are the ones. Dudley, if he can, if he can. Deion Waiters might be the the signing that they hope can be that that's sparked in the the flash in the pan spark, but to me Kuzma has to show up, and if Kuzma don't show up, the Lakers not winning. They have Anthony Davis though. They got two dudes. I, I'm not saying Anthony Davis and LeBron Davis. not gonna get their points. 
I'm just saying, like, you you have two of the two players that are what top five in the NBA. True. Really but the, top five. I, I'd say, yeah, they're top five. Le, LeBron, top five. LeBron, Kawhi, Antetokounmpo, KD, Durant, AD. Steph? Oh, Steph. Yeah, yeah. I got Steph over AD. But you since KD not Steph. playing, since KD not playing, I'll go. I'll go Steph AD. But even like Paul George, so you got Cook. Paul Harden over so, Ooh, Harden might be Wise up, up there, of course. So he he's up there. You know, it's Paul not, George top ten. But Paul George, he's not. I don't think he's better than AD. No, 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 he's not. I'm not gonna disrespect Anthony Davis like that. I, think, I don't think he's better than AD. I think you know those two together. Those are two you know dominant players. True, and, but uh, do they have someone like Lou Will? Like Lou Will is a big piece to this man. Lou yeah. Will is huge. But I, I just think Brian has what he needs. All right, I'm mad, mad at you. I'm mad at you. So you got you got Brian and Lakers in seven. Me and you would have the Clippers in seven. All right, let's go finals. Who do y'all have in the finals? And then we'll get y'all's picks and we'll talk about the games. Who you got in the finals, Justin? In the finals, uh, I have uh, the Lakers and the Bucks. Schubert, who you got in the finals? The Clippers and the Celtics. Oh, okay. Am I going Clippers in Toronto? Oh man, am I going Clippers in Toronto? I don't know if I want to pick on to pick Toronto this year. Oh man, this is my pick for the year. I'm going Clippers and I'm going Clippers and Celtics. I'm going Clippers and Celtics, even though I think Toronto is the best team in the East because I'm going with talent, and I think talent wins at the end of the day. And the the Celtics have talent and depth. I think the Celtics are making it. Are right, Justin? Who you got winning and why? I have the Lakers beating beating the uh, Bucks. I think they're a better team. That's mainly, that's mainly yeah, they're a better team. How many and games do the Lakers win in? I think they win in six. That's not bad. In in your situation and the teams you pick, I agree. Lakers win in six. All right, Truby, who you got winning? Clippers or Celtics? Clippers, Celtics in our current format. Yeah, and Clippers in five. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I think I have the Clippers in. I think I got the Clippers in in six, just because Jason Tatum played really well against the Clippers and and he gave Kawhi a low run for his money. But I still think the the, the Celtics are too young. I th- I don't think Tatum is ready. Tatum and Brown are ready yet for the finals. This is Kimba's first deep playoff run appearance. Kimba Kimba hasn't been at this stage yet. Kawhi has been at this stage. Paul George is finally getting to this point. I think Kawhi's leadership being a veteran in this stage, Patrick Beverly, and especially Doc Rivers being a finals coach, all to, all of that together, plus the defense and the depth, I think the Clippers win in six. I got them in six. I'll give the Celtics two games. Yeah, if um, if the NBA had it their way with TV ratings, it'd be, it'd be Lakers-Celtics, best believe it. Yeah. I w- and look, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers and Celtics make it. I, I know oh. the I, I know the NBA probably wants that too. Or Giannis. I mean, I feel like if Giannis made it, they'd want that just because he, he's a star power. I feel like they just don't want Toronto making it again. <laughs> Who can definitely make it again? Who can know 100? Like, it's hard for me to pick. I picked the Celtics just because of talent, but Toronto's my 1B. Like, I to me, Toronto is the most well-rounded team in the East. They really are. They can shoot. They can defend. They can play inside. 
they Toronto's problem is, do they have that guy in the fourth quarter when you're down by like five that can come in and score three buck that can come in, get three buckets in a row, get you the lead and may have you confident that in the last couple seconds, he can hit the game winner. It's not Kyle Lowry. But the, no, it possibly can be because the thing about the, this team is that they're, they're so good as a team. They are. Anyone, Fred Van Vliet can hit a three. True. And then Pascal Siakam could hit a crazy two. True. And then Lowry could hit a, a transition three. And now they're in the game. You know That's I mean? the thing. They're a real team. They're a good team. Yeah. So that's, that's why it's just so hard to bet against them. And they're good coach, man. Like, Nick Nurse is a good coach. Good coach. Is, is a really good coach. And but you... Also, I like Toronto so much, man. But oh, it's just it's, they don't have the talent. That's the thing. And they don't have home court. Not the star power. I think that that's really the right. Yeah, the, the word to say it, the star power. You're right. Because I think Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry is a good player, but he's not. He's not a star. Tier player. No, Kyle Lowry is like top fifteen, top twenty. But the he's only not thing, top ten. The only thing that kind of scares me is that this can all be like changed with with COVID. What if they find out that a player had? Because like they're doing tests, you know, on on the regular. So what? what so what if they find out that a player has COVID? He nah, don't play. He, he can't play. Yeah, and everybody else keep playing. Kind of like the. But the, the situation whole. is, if everybody goes in without COVID, they can't leave this. They can't leave their resort. But the, like, if everybody stays in and no one can come in. I think, I don't think that'll be an issue, Justin. Well, that, long- I mean, there's a lot of question marks. So you have the COVID question mark. You have uh, two months of rest coming back and immediately getting the in into- shape question mark. That's my thing with Jokic and, and Zion. Are Jokic and Zion in shape? Because I think Jok- if Jokic isn't in shape, Denver's screwed. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah. This is Joe. Yeah, Jokic has to, he's, he's their main guy. But I think Zion's in shape. I do, and I, I definitely do. I think I think Jokic is in shape too. Well, and I also think the other factor to play in is the whole mental thing. You know, I brought up the the, the issue with the Jazz. Uh, what's it going to be like? You know, round two in the playoffs when these guys have been in Orlando for two months. Two, yeah, just chilling in Disney World constantly. Just chilling in Disney World constantly. Like, I mean, what does that do to your psyche? No home field advantage. No crowd, crowd to play off yeah. of. Who is able to it's straight skill? Who's who's mm-hmm. better than who? And th- this will show who's a warrior. Like honestly, sure. this is gonna show who's a killer. Like that's why I feel like Kawhi's gonna win it because if anybody has that Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan mentality where they don't give a damn about the fans, they don't give a damn about the situation, they don't give a damn about Mickey Mouse. They just here to win and ball. It's Kawhi and the Clippers. Him and Patrick Beverly are gonna lead that team, man. I really believe that. And on the flip side, on the east, that's why I give a lot of credit to Boston. I feel like Kemba is going to come in there and kind of be the leader Stevens. that needs to be. Yeah, good coach. No, for sure, Kemba could definitely do it. No, yeah, because he's the only one on that side. That the, the thing with Kemba is, but see, you're right though, Schubert, because Kemba will have that edge. Like I haven't been in the playoffs. It's my time to to show what I have. It's my time to be a leader and do my thing. Yeah, man, I, I like I like all of our picks. Any other final thoughts on this on this NBA? We'll keep talking, leading y'all up to the to the thirty first. But as of right now, our picks are in. Schubert has the Clippers versus the Celtics. Clippers winning in five. I have Clippers versus the Celtics. Clippers winning in six. Justin has the Lakers versus the Bucks. Lakers winning in five. Um, I, I get- oh, in six. My bad. My bad. My bad, Justin. Go ahead, Schubert. 
I, I would say my final thoughts wrapping up have to do more so with what's going to come down the line and eyeballs. Uh, are there certain matchups that I feel like if we get to October and September basketball, I'm just not going to watch. I think it's very possible. And, you know, when it comes to the finals, the finals that I said, uh, Clippers Celtics finals, uh, that only last five games. I don't know if that's going to pull people away uh, from football on the weekend. If they have to go up against it, I feel like the NBA draft is into, is in for a uh, rude awakening on October 15th. No, I don't think anyone's going to watch it. Oh, well, um, I'm going to watch him. I think, I don't think the finals are going to be in trouble. I think no, the no. draft is in trouble. And yeah, you know, they have to I'm compete ex- with uh, Patrick Mahomes' football game that night. Yeah, so, I mean, look, I'm going to watch the draft, but that I think real basketball fans are going to watch it, but in terms of basketball in October, I'm cool with it. Let, let, I just want to get this championship because I'm excited to see what they do for the next season with basketball starting at Christmas because I think that's when the NBA should always start on Christmas Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Justin, any final thoughts on everything that, that, that we talked about today? No. 100%. Well, let's get up out of here. Uh, Justin, tell the people where they can find you at on social media. Uh, you got, I'm on all social media platforms. Justin Matisse 22 is my handle. Um, and you guys can also uh, check out my site, TrajanLays.com. I've been covering... Uh, Speaking of NBA draft. draft. Yeah. yeah. My, my t- I'm not covering every single player in the draft. So if you see, I'm not... Don't think I'll be writing about every single player. I'm writing about the players who I think are going to be good in the NBA. My yeah, favorite. The most impactful players. Yeah, I think who's going to, you know, be solid in the NBA. So that's what talking about. Y'all definitely go check out his articles because Justin definitely has informed me on a lot of stuff, getting me ready, especially since I didn't get to see these guys in the tournament. Uh, Schubert, tell the people they can find you at on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at hshubert14. Listen to the Bros Who Binge podcast on Mondays. We had uh, we reviewed Uncut Gems. Super good episode um, last week. This week we got yeah, a new Spike week. Lee joint. Ooh, yeah, I'm excited. I watched Black Klansman today with my girlfriend, and uh, that got me hyped to watch The Five Bloods. So we're definitely going to review that along with Avatar and talk some other stuff. I got a topic I got to tell you about off air to get us ready, but... Next Bros Who Binge is going to be fired, just like the last one. Uh, you guys can follow me at LinBWT. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. And if you're listening to this now, the latest episode of Anime Talk is out on YouTube. The audio will be out later in the weekend. Be sure to check that out. Other than that, uh, be sure to follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, subscribe. Show us some love. We're not asking for your dollar. We're not asking for money. Just show us some support. Subscribe and tell your friends about the podcast. If you enjoy this show, show it to your friends. Tell your friends because the more we can spread our name, the more we can grow, the more we can build this community. Because right now, if you're on Twitter and we pose a question, there's a community of people that respond and they talk to each other. There's people who have become friends on Twitter, on the internet, who follow this podcast, who follow uh, the shows on the Bros Who Think Network. And it's becoming really, really fun. And we would like more of y'all to participate so we can have our little Bros Who Think community because we're not just the Bros Who Think. The people who listen, you are Bros Who Think as well. So come through let's build this community up we're going to build a facebook group soon enough but i really like the twitter interaction so if you're on twitter join in on the conversation don't hesitate we will respond we will have a good time and it's 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 going to be fun but that's all we have for this week for justin for schubert for doom my name is Lennon. you guys have a great great weekend we'll talk to you next thursday hit that subscribe button but until then peace baby i'm rare one of a kind
the pussy and said it was mine Knew she was lying, cause she just a slide Heard that little shot, they was fucking on slime But that never mind, cause those are my guys Ain't gon' be beaver with them oversized Cause we need the grains, what do you mean? Name me a player, who power no team If I go in March, I had a dream Can't play no games, so I'm picking up steam She sent me the body, I left it on scene Was all on the cross, but it ain't that deep Never thought I'd be something I wasn't Cause most of these rappers get on songs and they front I'm just me, that's why you shiny love it. She facing the earth and I ask where the sun is It bounce some bad leg gum gum, she gon'